welcome to yet another episode of Just Us Dads. Welcome to the Dadversation. As always, Chris is by my side. George is unfortunately working, had to travel for work, so he's not here, but we do have some company. Came from very, very far, far, far away, and we're going to get to him very, very shortly. But before we do so, let me just remind you all, wherever you are listening to your podcast, um, you will find Just Us Dads. Make sure to go follow, subscribe, like. If you happen to be more visual, of course, it's on Facebook and on YouTube, so make sure you go like and subscribe over there as well. And uh, where else are we? We're on other social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, reach out, like, subscribe. We'll appreciate that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Our guest today is, um, is an old friend uh, who packed his bags early and left, went to Greece. And uh, he's been listening to this podcast from day one. And uh, he said, before we went on air, he said, um, you know, I, 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 I took a flight and I came just to do this podcast. And I'm just for this. Just for this. <laughs> Peter, thanks, uh, thanks for coming, man. It's good to see you. It's great to see you guys. There, there's a little bit of a backstory to this because, uh, like I mentioned, as soon as we started the podcast, I remember you just sent a message. Oh, my God, guys, this is so awesome. Uh, I feel so nostalgic. You brought me back to our younger years, et cetera, et cetera. Well, obviously, for anybody who doesn't know, we know each other for th over 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So... And I was like, oh, so fun uh, to catch up and everything. And, you know, I just threw out, like, I, I wasn't expecting you to come back anytime soon. So I'm like, oh, whenever you're back, let us know. We'll bring you on the show. It'll be fun to catch up and everything. What well, was a lot sooner than later? <laughs> a lot sooner than later. And incidentally, that same week, we happened to be recording with Alex. That's right. And uh, he mentioned your name. Uh, you were talking about studio and uh, songs that he's working on. And he mentioned your name. And I was like, man, this is just so weird how everything just works. You know, I mean, I just messaged the guy and he's following the podcast and hopefully he'll be on. Uh, and here you are, man. So uh, it's really, really nice to see you, man. It's been I'm a very a long time. I'm a huge fan of this podcast. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you came bearing gifts. You, some amazing T-shirts, just as dads. Imported from Greece. Imported from Greece. Uh, super, man. We appreciate it. No, man. Uh, it's been a while. How, how long has it been since you've been back to Montreal? Back to Montreal? I, I came on Sunday. <laughs> well, before that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunday. <laughs> well, I, in the 16 years that I've been gone, uh, almost 16 years. I've come a few times, but it was it, it was very very short, like in and out kind of thing. Yeah, th there are always in and out trips. I mean, th I think the longest that I that I've come to Montreal again was when I came with my wife and daughter uh, about four years ago. We came for like two weeks, but that was like the max. Oh, All the other times were like for two days, three days, four days, five days. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time that I came back was when I actually first moved to Greece. Um, I moved to Greece in June of 2004. And I remember working almost seven nights a week for like five months, seven, six months. And I, in January, we had one week off from the club. And I got homesick. <laughs> and I came to Montreal for like four days. Yeah. Four days? Yeah. Uh, here's what I love about what you've done. Because for as long as we can remember, and you know, we're, we're going to get to how we know each other and everything. Did I say 30 years earlier? It's more than that. Of course, it's we more. were in grade one together. We, yeah, we we went to elementary school together, and this is this is what's amazing, at least to me. As far back as I could remember, there was just one and only one thing that you ever wanted to do. Just one thing. You wanted to be a musician. Oh, I thought you were going to say porn. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the second thing. <laughs> that was the backup plan. <laughs> Luckily for everyone else, music worked out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was the one and only thing that I could ever remember you wanting to do. Right? You you, you used to play bouzouki. And I just remember Peter Baracuglia is going to be a bazooki player. His dream is to go to Greece, uh, be a musician. 
and just make music for the rest of his life. And you did everything in your power to, to achieve that, and you achieved it at a very young age. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, well, I started at a young age. I yeah. Mean, I was playing bouzouk since I was five. Yeah. I started working professionally at 12. 12, yeah, I remember that. At 12, I mean... Uh, there, there's something amazing about being in a club, not being allowed to drink, <laughs> but partying at the age of 13, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's like a little kid on stage playing. Yeah, it's Everyone is smashed, like, oh, these guys are having a good time. What's going on over there? Well, what's funny is that I, I'm picturing my daughter, who's 10 now, and I'm thinking, in two years, would I let this kid work somewhere where there's drunk people everywhere? Would you? Are you freaking nuts? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever cross the street at 12. <laughs> no, well, you know, it's uh, it's something that my parents also believed in very much. I mean, they, uh, to be very honest with you, because I've had this conversation with my mom a lot of times. Yeah. When I was young, uh, when I was that little, I mean, because my mom was there at the club at 12 also with me, because, I mean, it's illegal to have uh, a minor working in a yeah. club where they're serving alcohol. She was like your manager, your first manager, right? Yeah, cr Christ, yes. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, it was a kind of a bet with my dad. It was like, he's not going to fucking handle it. Let him do what he wants to do for a couple of days. You know, he'll yeah, get over yeah, it. Let him live. Let him, you yeah. know, let him live. For, he'll get tired, you know, whatever. I never got tired, you know. So yeah, 12 yeah. turned into 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old. Kept on going. I kept on progressing. Uh, and, you know, I did well. Um uh. You know, I I remember because, and we spoke about this with when Alex was on the when Alex was on the podcast. You know, there's there's one major hotspot right in Montreal where you know the Greek music has been alive and well. And probably before there were many little clubs, but the one that really took off was Mythos. And you started off over there, and it was incredible to see. And I don't know if it's a, a thing about time. I don't because Chris now plays there, and it's still very, ha very much happening. So I don't think it's the generation or anything like that. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's just that it was just so happening, man. And you know, young crowds. And I'm guessing this thing is just transcending from generation to generation. And um, I don't know if it's because you know we're like a Greek community outside of Greece, and there's something there. There's this nostalgia. Uh, there's this attachment to the music. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't seem to want to die, right? Well, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Well, well yeah, look, it shows that people need to let loose at least once a week. Mm -hmm. But this whole craze you're talking about, I think he's responsible for creating. I oh, agree. That's, that's very flattering. Thank no, you. No, no, I think he's responsible for creating. <laughs> I don't and, know about no, that. And then it was, it was a wave that started. It's your fault. That, ne <laughs> <laughs> that never sees. And everybody else is riding the wave because of that big tsunami that started, right? And you, you, you know what? It's a little bit sad, but you're kind of seeing the end now. Are, are we, yeah? We'll, we'll get to what's happening in Greece because same thing with Greece, right? Musicians used to work seven days, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, 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 so it's diminished a lot. It's diminished a lot, too. So you cannot expect the same thing not to happen here. But it is one hot spot, and it's mythos, but it's it's... I think it's gonna. Well, be you're one there. You're there now. What do you see there now? As far as the, uh, what do what do I see? Like I the said, feedback. I mean, I see um, Saturdays. It's people need to let loose. People need to get crazy. Mm -hmm. People need to come. They need to drink. They need to hear the Greek music. They need to feel the pain. You know what? Greeks party with pain, right? They're the only people that. Because we're talking about a big age gap. I mean, when I was at Mythos, when I started at Mythos, that was 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. But 22 years ago, it was two generations of yeah, yeah. people going out. I mean, it's yeah. But people still know the songs, man. And you know what happens? Obviously, we learn all the new stuff because you got to learn the new stuff. But the intensity of the party, and you know this, rises 
with the old stuff. Well, yeah, of with course. the nostalgia. It rises with with what's real, right? I'll I'll give you an example because I'll, I'll take it to Greece now. Uh, I was performing at uh, at the club where I'm at. I'm with Costadino Argiro, and we're performing at Fadasia, which is you know, it's a big club, and mm-hmm. and the clientele there. I mean, the ages are from twenty to. 5065, you know, <laughs> around there. It's, yeah. it's a big age, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we had a private party, uh, not a private party, we had a group of kids actually that had a, a big reservation at the club and they were sitting right in front of the stage. Uh, it was somewhere during the holidays and we're talking about 16, 17 year old kids now. Kids. Okay. That's what you meant by From, kids. Yeah, they were kids. Okay. Yeah, they're kids, you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're babies. You babies. Know? Considering the age right right now, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're, they're kids. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 most of them had little facial hair. Like they're, they're just kids. Yeah. You know, they came in dressed in their little suits, you know, the little mm-hmm. ties, trying to look older. You know, and they, it was a school basically. They had a you know an event. Um. It was a given that they would know the new songs, and Arguiro's repertoire and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's what you're saying. At around four thirty, yeah. quarter to five in the morning. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It goes. It's uh, the time schedules are a little different there. Um, Costadino started seeing a lot of old stuff. I mean, like some Catanzini stuff and some, you know, Dionisio stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, these kids are gonna fall asleep with this stuff. No way. And these kids knew all the lyrics, yeah. and I was like, oh my. You know what? It gave me hope. Because yeah, yeah. you know what? You're like, oh my. If they know this stuff at 16, that means their parents who are my age. Are listening. Are still listening to this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, let's be honest. I mean, there's no radio in Greece that plays this stuff anymore. Yeah. So that means they hear this stuff from home. No, no there's no, the no, Dalka. They have, they have. They have some. Uh, like, yeah, like, but uh, I mean, you know what? I don't think any of these kids are be caught dead watching, like, listening yeah, to Dalka yeah, yeah, on the radio. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So it gives you hope. I mean, yeah, it's what yeah. you're saying is that it, it, it at one, at some points you see it's gonna die out, and then you see things like that, and it yeah, gives yeah, you hope. It that, gives that, you hope. It gives oh, you hope. But it, and it is funny because I see a contrast. I see the people that party to party, like they're happy and they just want to go out and be seen and drink. But you, you know, you know the Greek thing. I think we're the only race. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we're the only race that dances when they're very sad. Like a zebedico for me is, is an expression of mm-hmm. something. You know, like it's the magico. It, it's an expression that you don't see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And to you still see that. Yeah. You see the people. You see a lot of the people when they dance. They dance to dance. Yeah. It comes from the inside. It's mm-hmm. just, you have the people that just dance and dance, obviously. But you have the people that can express it very, very well. I agree. And that is not taught. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it comes out. Yeah. It comes out the right way. And we see a lot of that. Uh, tell me a little bit. So when, when, when you went to Greece, uh, or actually, uh, I just want to make a This link. is a dad show, right? Yeah, it is a dad show. <laughs> You're a dad, right? I'm, I'm so a it's a dad, dad show. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I just want to make the link back to when your your mom was kind of following you up closely, make sure nothing happens to her boy, you know, in the club and everything. I mean, come on, it is logical. I mean, at that well, age, of course, I mean, absolutely, hands makes down. sense. Of course. But like, just going from that, you know, picturing your dad telling telling your mom, just let him live. Don't worry about it. He's gonna get over it. It's a phase. To you actually moving to Greece to make a living out of this, like, how was that reality? Like, were your parents thinking, look, this is what you're meant to do. Do it. Were they thinking? Oh, where are you going to go now? How are you going to survive over there? It's a well, new look, country. I mean, I mean, from the day that I started actually uh, working, you know, mm-hmm. I was like 12, 13 years old, uh, till the time that I left for Greece, it, it was it was a 10-year gap. I mean, it was 10 years. Like, in those 10 years, though, I did the Mythos thing. 
I did all my performances with my band and I, we had this that I met this way we were doing all the yeah, weddings yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. the yeah, university yeah, yeah. dances and all this stuff you know the all the New Year's gigs and all this stuff so I think that in reality I mean I don't want to sound egotistical or you know uh, on my high horse or whatever but I think whatever I did in Montreal I think I reached it at a peak point where I I had reached the maximum that I can actually achieve here yeah mm -hmm. I don't think there was more I could do yeah yeah, yeah. I mean no, but that makes sense too. Yeah. I mean, it is a limited market. It is. You know, we're in Canada. We're not in Greece. Yeah. You know, if if and I only wanted to do Greek music. Yeah. So if you want to do Greek music, you're gonna go to the source. Yeah. And the source is Greece. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. No, but Peter, that's where all the magic is because you recognize that you were at that stage, and you made the decision, and. Well, my dream was always to go to Greece, that's right? That's right. But and you know that. But it's very easy. What's easy to do is easy not to do, and you could have well just said, you know what? It's always been a dream, and it's gonna stay a dream. Yeah. But you acted on it. And that makes all the difference. Well, yeah, look, I mean, uh, I, I believe in taking a risk when you believe in your product. I mean, because yeah, I, yeah. I look at myself as a product. Cause I, you know, I thought I was a businessman when I was 19, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, a I'm a product, you know? But I mean, uh, I believe that if I didn't do it and take the risk and mm -hmm. say, you know what, I'm just going to go do, try it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself without regret being 45 and saying, what if, what if I had yeah, gone then? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be able to live with myself at all. No, but, but it's interesting because right before we started recording, you were telling Chris, you know, there's no way I can imagine myself or picture myself doing anything other than what I love. That's you know, because I'm useless at anything else. <laughs> I am. Well, oh, I'm, you don't know. You don't know that. Look, the only it? job that I could actually think of myself doing career-wise is being a chef because I love I love cooking. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'm good at it, but yeah. it's, I, I think as, long, it's, as long as you enjoy it. No, <laughs> I enjoy doing it. I love eating food. I yeah. love making food. Yeah, but you have a, you have a very big artistic side to you. I remember you used to draw well. Yeah. Okay. But I, I think I think that whole thing has to do with a general artistic part of your brain. And I, mean, I have a story right now. I have a perfect story. Oh right Christ. Now. He had another story too, and thank God he didn't say yeah, it on the air. I'm not going to share that. You, yeah, got, you guys yeah, have yeah. to, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have to call us for that one. <laughs> but for this story, I think I could share it. But um, we were in Greek. By the way, I just I miss you guys a lot. You know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> feels very feels awesome that you're here. Yeah, for me too. Um, we were sitting at Aristoteli. So this is Greek school Saturdays, right? So after you graduate, after you finish from Socrates, you go to high school Greek school, which was Aristotelian for us. Yeah. And this was our first or second year, I'm not sure, but it wasn't third because I dropped out of the second one. Okay, so it was, so it was a second. Either year. first or second. It yeah. was first or second. Yeah. Actually, it was first, and uh, we had the book. Uh, <laughs> uh, which one was it? Odyssea oh, from Homer. Christ. Yeah. And he had opened up. Why are uh, you laughing? <laughs> you know the story. I've heard the story so many times. So he, oh, have you? He's he was he started to draw, and I, I'm I was sitting next to him, and I'm looking at him like, wow, this is very nice. So as he's drawing, he's drawing, it's it's, it's like I'm like, wow, man, it's taking shape. No, no, but he, he he this guy really oh, he could really draw. No, I think I can remember that. And what he was drawing was a giant dick. <laughs> and, and as he's drawing it, and I'm being all impressed about the dick, there's the teacher on top of us. Oh my god! It was Kiryat Saganu, remember? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. And we both got in trouble. You yeah. for drawing it, me for liking it. Yeah, <laughs> supporting. Me, me for supporting the drawing. It's like, yeah, wow, man, yeah. the vein, everything, everything was perfect. Yeah, it was a like detail. You remember that? Hey, man, look, uh, <laughs> the male anatomy is an art. What are you gonna do? You know. <laughs> I had to share, man. I had to share that That's story. So we got in trouble for that. I don't think you ever drew one. And you used to draw nights Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I remember I, the Ninja I, I remember I, the obsession. I still, he I, had an obsession you know what? with the Ninja I'm Turtles. I'm still freaking obsessed over them. Get out. I watched Ninja Turtles with my daughter. Because <laughs> it's the new generation now, you know? Yeah, yeah, 
And she's like, Baba, did you watch Ninja Turtles when you were a boy? I'm like, what? Of course not. I made them what they are. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's great. And you know what's a funny story? Um, I learned to draw Ninja Turtle not as good as you, but I learned from you. And I remember you taking the time and showing me how to do it. And I drew a Ninja Turtle for my daughter last week. Really? Yeah. It came in handy. The way the way you showed me. Well, it came in handy thirty years later. That's right. Royalties. So there I had, you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't get them started on what's happening with royalties and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 It's a painful story. Uh, t- tell me something, because uh, uh, you know, the people in Greece obviously know the reality, but the people that are listening to the podcast that are probably in Montreal or you know not in Greece, th- there's a lot of musicians in Greece. Oh yeah, like people like especially like okay maybe girls now, but the, I'm sure there's boys being born almost in every family, and they want a bouzouki or they want to sing. It, like it's no, nah, it's actually it's actually the, the singing is the most uh, singing and acting no? most populated. Yeah, but what I'm singers, saying, actors, models. Yeah, that's, it. that's what it is. Like it's part of the yeah. culture there. Like you want like you know entertainment. You know, so you going there from Montreal into like the lion's den, right? Like the musicians. Like, how do they see you? They're like, who is this kid now coming from outside? Is gonna take well, I'll be job. very honest. And I was telling this to Chris on the way here. Um, I think one of the <clears throat> one of the, the key things, one of the key elements that actually got me uh, where I was at, at certain points in the beginning of my career uh, was that I was very fluent in Greek. Very fluent. I mean, we all speak Greek fluently, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I was never... Uh, I was never discovered by them. Like, 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 like he's from Canada, right? So if I didn't tell them that I was from Canada, they, they, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know the difference. Right. So it would actually come up later on. Uh, I think because they saw that I, I kind of acted differently with certain things. You know, I was punctual on time. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think that was. The I, thing t- that I he, told him Greek time. I'm not going. I said, "Come to my house." I give him the time, and I said, "Canadian, Canadian time." time. And yeah, what time did I come? Twenty minutes earlier, buddy. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. So, Sorry to cut you off. And no, no, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, look, uh, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't f- uh, face a lot of like uh, adversity, racism. Oh, okay, you know, <laughs> in the scene, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, a little Canadian boy came to teach us Greek music, whatever. It wasn't like that. Yeah, I was very lucky actually because uh, I think that in general, in the scene that you are in Greece, you can't expect any special treatment or any because I went there from zero. Like mm. here, I was someone. Yeah, yeah. There, I was no one. Like yeah. r- literally, no one. Obviously, I mean, it makes sense, you know. So, you try to learn how to adapt to all that thing and get into the scene and see what your where your niche is and wh- wh- what you're good at. I mean, uh, I stopped singing in 2009. I think my last mm-hmm. gig, singing wise, was with Eliko Kino when we came on tour here. That was my last gig as a singer. Okay. Because I had said. To myself that you know what you're a crap singer <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're mediocre you, you gotta stop i mean and i always wanted to work behind the scenes you know i enjoyed performing live i mean singing yeah. whatever but it was never my thing i mean i, I like doing it but uh like i was telling chris i mean i i, I kind of did like a how do we say before self-assessment like a self-assessment yeah like a, <laughs> an artistic self-assessment <laughs> saying that if if Peter Berkulias, the songwriter producer, uh, went into a club one night and saw Peter Berkulias, the singer, performing, what would he think? Would he ever write songs for him or yeah. produce songs for him? And my answer was no. Okay. I mean, wow. and that's not being really strict, and you know. No, but it's another critical decision that led to success. 
And that's that's what I was telling him. That's where his magic comes from because as a producer, you're producing music. And he has the perspective from all different angles because he's a, a buzuki player. He plays guitar. He sings. He writes. Right? He's led, uh, he's led bands. Yeah. So you have that. He covers the whole spectrum. Yeah, you have knowledge in every That's aspect right. of right. the industry that you're in, uh, enough to know what is needed, uh, whatever, in song creation. No, but he knew to step down and say, you know what, maybe this is where I'm mediocre and it's not going to be the 100%, so let me just well, step my down. Whole, my, whole pers- yeah. my whole perspective was that, you know what, I'm going to try to focus on being number one at something instead of being number 30 at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be second best. I'm going to... Because I thought I was a mediocre singer, I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. If I'm mediocre, it's it's gone. Makes yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna strive and be better at what I'm what I think I'm good at. And luckily I chose the right yeah, <laughs> the yeah, right absolutely, path. Absolutely. That's what that, that's what I wanted to point out. That, but, yeah. but, that it's was... fu- but it's funny because even you know, years ago I remember me and you, Chris, having this discussion where you had produced a, a CD here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and I remember and, and that CD, sorry to interrupt you, you know that those two albums that I had released here in Montreal as a vocalist, and they were my songs too, mm-hmm. those were all songs that I had written for artists in Greece that I would send to them there, mm-hmm. and they would reject. Okay. And then I said, you know what, fuck it, I'll just release them myself. Yeah, yeah. Myself. You understand? But no, but what I was saying is that I remember, you know, obviously we had the album, and I remember having this conversation with Chris, and we're like, fuck, the production quality is amazing, man. You know what I mean? And this, you were doing it in your little apartment. In, that was in my bedroom. In Park Extension. When I was 19. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, we saw the talent. Obviously, you're, you're, you're a gifted musician and singer. Thank you. But there's so much. And we saw that there's like, you know, there's so That's much true. We're talking about it. We're like, there, th- that's, where the, that's where the magic is. Yeah. So, so, so what's the decision now in Greece? You go from uh, a performer, uh, singer, uh, and uh, musician... And you're thinking, okay, I need to create a studio now. I need to attract singers. I need to attract uh, whatever their agents. I don't know. You how know what? There's no, there's no, there's no uh, you, recipe to that. You know, it, it, things you just, just told the guy come over. We'll record a few things and started slowly. It started building. You know from what? There. I'll be very honest with you. Things happened very, uh, very bizarrely. Actually, if I, if I if I like go back and tell you the whole way it happened, it's weird. Things just happen, and things happen usually by meeting people. Yeah. Like, I was at a gig where someone saw me sing and then uh, came up to me and told me, you know what, you sing really well. Whatever. I, I, I remember working with another singer at that club where I was singing in Greece, my first gig when I was working in Mykonos, and I was working with a singer, Thodori, who was uh, there, who was like a singer-dancer type of a show guy, you know, whatever, this, that. And we were roommates uh, mm-hmm. in Mykonos. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, I'd, I'd like to release an, uh, like a, a CD single or whatever, two, three songs, whatever. Who's gonna write songs for me? You know whatever. I'm like, I write songs. There you go. Yeah. And he's like, really? I'm like, I don't write lyrics though. I just write music. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. And he brings me a lyricist who I've been looking up to all these years. You know. Yeah, yeah. Who was Nico Vaxvanelli, who had written songs for Plutarch, for Tersi, yeah, and yeah. for Karan, for. Wow. And he's like, he's a friend of mine, and he brings him over, and then Nico and I ended up writing songs for everybody. And we were writing songs for like 10 years together. And, yeah, yeah. And that's what we wrote. We wrote for Economopolo, we wrote for Radikido, we wrote for everybody. And, and like, so you see, that's what kind of happens. And so th- one thing, you know, one thing leads to another. Yeah. And uh, I think that's how it happens usually, you know? Yeah. And then, you, you know, it, you, you can't wake up one morning and say, I want to write songs. Yeah. You know, things just happen. And you just have to make sure that, you know, the steps that you're going to make, you just have to make sure that what do I need 
yeah. to progress to that next step. And, and I just want to echo something you, you, you he said. Build I want to echo something he said in the car because I think that's that's where the gist is. Um, it was being aware of an opportunity, right? Oh, yeah. And seizing it. So it's the time is going to come. You see the opportunity, you take it, even though the risk could be high. You put yourself out there, and if you fail, it's fine. Yeah. And that it's it's a bunch of these kind of steps that will lead eventually. Well, right? yeah, of course. And you know what? It's it's one of those because I call it a gig, right? It's this is a gig, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know? What I do is a gig. Yeah. It's a big gig. Yeah. Uh, you always have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing this for so many years now. I mean, I I've paid my dues. I mean, I I've, I've proven myself to the industry in Greece. They know what I am. They know who I who I am and what I do. Yeah. I every day feel that I have to prove myself. I have to surpass my previous success and whatever. And you know what? When you start laying back and saying, oh, I'm good now, it's done. You're over. You're, you're, fin- you're, you're finished. Done. You're finished. Because you done. know what? I'm 39 years old next month, right? See, it's a matter of time that the new 20-year-old kid's going to come along with, yeah. no, with no wife, no kids, no angst. More time. <laughs> Way more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way more. More technology. You know what? The only thing he won't have is the experience. The experience. Yeah. See, and I was talking to Fivo, the songwriter, because yeah. we're very good friends. And he's like... No, what are you going to do, man? He goes, what are you going to do when you turn 40? And this 20-year-old kid comes along and kicks your ass. He's faster than you. He listens to more modern music because, you know, you, you like the older stuff more, whatever it is that. And my answer was, I take him with me. You mentor him. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say mentor him, but, you know, I'm going to learn, th- yeah. learn things from him that he does in another manner. Yeah, yeah. But he's gonna learn and, things from me that he'll never learn from anybody else. Because everyone's gonna be like, "They do the but you know, I'm not showing anything to him because yeah, you know, yeah. see, because I, I, I have that philosophy that you know what, you bring someone close to you who you think is your competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's common logic. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. it gives you another ten years. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, who are some of the, the the singers you've worked with? Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, some of the more normal. <laughs> I'm yeah. not trying to sound arrogant, yeah. but it's <laughs> yeah. okay, which ones haven't you worked yet with? Oh, I think that's a smaller list. Yeah, of course. Well, look, I've I've worked with a lot of people. I mean, uh, even from the older generations. I mean, uh, let it be. I mean, uh, like the older ones. You know, like sorry, okay. yeah. I'm not used to the mic anymore. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've worked with like from Anzana Dimitri and Padazi and Adipa to the, even Svakanaki and Gonizi and all the newer guys. I mean, like Arigiro and Konomopulo and Remo and Vandi and Teodorizu. You know, I mean, the list just goes on. T- tell me something, because obviously I'm clueless when it comes to the industry. You are given the material and you just have to produce it, or are you part of the... Um... This is a dad show, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like a biography show. <laughs> no, but it, it's interesting to me. I mean, do they come to you with the material and you just have to produce it, or do you have any role to play in uh, writing the music? Or Well, you, you said you don't write lyrics, but are you at all involved in that whole process? Well, I used to, well, I used to work mainly as a composer and songwriter up till a few years ago. I stopped that. Uh, I think in 2014 or 2015, and I just focused on producing from then on only. So mm. they bring a, they bring a simple demo to me, or yeah. they, they might even have a demo that's more, you know, developed, and I'll just scrap it and do it from the beginning because I feel like I have to do it from the beginning yeah. to give something else to the song. Well, you you're, you're ready to give them songs? Is that it? No, no, no I'm just, I'm just curious to see how you know <laughs> what, what role you you. Oh, I mean, I've I've gotten demos from guys that are singing on their iPhone in their bathroom, and I have to make it a song. I mean, uh, there's no there's there's not even any rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I just have to guess and say, okay, it's gonna become a ballad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I just want to go back to what Chris was saying about the royalties and stuff because, and I feel that that happens very often in Greece, where you know you hear a singer sing a song and you're like, 
oh yeah, uh, that singer's song is amazing. But in reality, it's not his song. No, right? He not. didn't write it. He didn't uh, compose the music. He's the well, performer, uh, right? In some some cases, cases they, they do. Yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. But it's like it, the movie industry, man. Other people do the work, and he he's the he's the marketable product not, no, to, to not, push the no, product. No, not really, because when you talk about a movie, you very often say, "Oh yeah, I've seen that new movie." Uh, well, you don't talk about producers usually in the movie industry, but you're like, "Yeah, it's, you know, directed by Scorsese." Or you know, the, the directors have such a you know a prominent role in this. No, no, but in Greece, in, it's always like that. It was always like Padak said, like even when you watch shows like Sniyamas, Stichurgos, Musiki, they always give credit. To yeah, them. but you know what? He's right. At one, you know, in the old days. I mean, if you take uh, up to the, I think, early 90s in Greece. They gave credit. They gave oh, credit. Buddy, it was the composer's it name. Was, that's right. Featuring the singer who was yeah, singing the yeah, album. Yeah. It was, for example, it was Yanis uh, Panos, okay. uh, sung by Yanis Parios. Yeah, yeah. Small letters, you know? Yeah. Because you know what? It was, uh, that was the record company's... Uh, uh, golden boy. I mean, the the, the 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 composers were their golden boys. Mm -hmm. Singers came and went. Yeah, you know. I mean, it and it's different now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's been different for a while now. And now it's Yanis Plutarchos, and who cares? Yeah, <laughs> who wrote, yeah, who wrote yeah. the songs? You know. That, 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 see that I find sad. Well, sad. It's not sad. It's just different. Well, it's, no, no. It's, it's sad it's, in it's the, the sense same that in the English music scene, man. Same thing. Yeah. Can you tell me who's written any of Beyonce's songs? Yeah. You don't know. No. And no yeah. one cares. Yeah. The guy who wrote the songs cared because he's making millions. He's making money, yeah. You know? But, but, but then again, there's like six different composers and 12 different lyricists and eight different producers on each song. Yeah, you can yeah. imagine what that album cover would look like. Look <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. at encyclopedia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, in the Greek scene, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a little funky. I mean, the thing with the royalties and stuff, I mean, there, there aren't any royalties anymore. And it's, it's very depressing, actually. I don't understand how how, how does it because the, the company that actually used to uh, used to conduct all the payment for the royalties and the collection of the royalties was privately owned, mm -hmm. and they got involved in a big scandal where a lot of money was, uh, you know. Yeah. So now, how does it work? It's it's still on a standstill and it's trying to get rebuilt from the beginning again from zero, and uh, I think uh, payments are going to start now, and no one's gotten paid in three years. Wow. Yeah. And we're talking about composers and lyricists who live off this money. And a lot of composers and lyricists who are dead and their their heirs live off this money. Yeah. You understand? We're yeah, talking yeah. About little old ladies now that are like, you know, they're 80 years old and they're like, uh, mm -hmm. for example, like Titani's fucking, uh, you know, widow. Yeah. I'm just, you yeah. know, borrowing a name here, you yeah. know. They live off this money. They, they make nothing now because yeah, the royalties yeah. are gone. It's starting to, you know, rebuild itself now again it's crazy man you know and you know we're talking but about can you imagine you being because i have friends uh who wrote songs in the past three years that became huge hits they made zero zero wow. zero wow like we're talking about huge we're talking about songs that have like a hundred million views on youtube yeah yeah and these kids made zero that's ridiculous man yeah like wrong bad, well, bad timing bad <laughs> you know i stopped writing in 15 so i'm like for, for that reason right <laughs> No, I, you know what, listen, I mean, I love what I do, I loved writing music, uh, I don't think anybody writes music because they have to, mm. I mean, it's a passion, it's a, it's a craft, yeah. it's an art, yeah. but I mean, when you do this uh, as a, as a, for a living, I mean, you eventually gotta get paid for this. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see you gotta, that. <laughs> you gotta and, feed yourself. And, <laughs> when, and when you write songs, and uh, you don't get paid for it, in royalties at least, and you see the singer performing your songs, 
making 20,000 euros a night and you're making zero. It kind of puts it, a dent it, into it, your art. But it's a slap in the face. It's a, it's a kick in the balls, George. Yeah, it's not a slap yeah, in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's more than a slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it's, it's, it's sad. You know? Uh, do you still play because you want to play or is, is it part of the... Are you talking about the nightlife now? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I've... Since 2011, I've assumed the role of, uh, of musical director in certain clubs okay. with certain artists. Uh, so, yeah, listen, when you want to have the upper hand and like all the control of how the thing is you know, being set up every night, you got to be there. I mean, I, I conduct the whole thing during the whole night. I mean, I have a mic in front of me. I talk to the musicians in their headphones. I guide the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really demanding. It's a huge operation. It's a huge operation. How and many musicians are you? Right now, with Costa de Norgiro, we're playing, uh, we're, with me, we're 13. That's a pretty big band. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You select the guys, everything? They, they... Everything. They're hand-picked. You you know what impressed me when I was in Greece and you know went to to one of these clubs and I'm not I'm, I'm not one to go to the you know the bouzouki and everything I I, I much more pr- prefer you know like the concerts and all that you know but I remember going a couple times uh, to the bouzouki and I was so impressed with the musicianship it's incredible the level of talent well, yeah, uh, that uh, these people it's incredible incredible yeah look uh, Greece has extremely good musicians yeah, yeah. like we're talking about sick beasts of musicians and thank god that i'm lucky to have you know some of the best yeah you know because when you when you're with a good artist that who, who's like like costadino right now is really hot right so he's one of the artists that you know what even like the from, from a commercial aspect i mean you know that this guy's gonna have a hit so when you know this artist is gonna have a hit you know this guy's gonna be working and yeah. doing a lot of performances so as a musician who lives off this job you want to be with him yeah and if you like the repertoire a bit you know it's a perfect combination it's fun yeah you know so uh, when i try to recruit musicians for a band like his you know it's not just okay i know this good piano player no it's got to be top notch you know you got to get the good piano player who will also give his input playing wise give his his personal touch to the thing and won't be bored of the repertoire because you know what you don't want somebody who just <laughs> wants to do it for the money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want somebody who wants to do it for the money because he likes doing it. Yeah, of course. Not that he hates the repertoire, but if I get someone who likes playing death metal and I haven't played Zibetika for three hours... Yeah, he's going to get bored of it. He's going to commit suicide, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you try to, you know, get the best of both worlds, you know? So so you work now, what, seven days a week? Oh, my God, no. Two nights a week. Okay, two. At the club. Yeah. But I work six days a week... At the studio. Yeah. How does that affect the family? Tell me, because I well, can look, imagine look, there's hours upon hours working on the. On well, the look, the thing is, I've I've uh, I've made my my career. It's also a day job, right? I mean, I work. I go to the studio at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. Every day. Some days are hard, where I'll I'll be at the studio at seven thirty in the morning. I'll go to I'll go home at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about a f- eighteen hour day. You know. And there's some days where normal that I, I go from seven thirty and I go I go home at seven, yeah, in the afternoon, you know. But I mean, uh, it's a job, George. I mean, you, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just for everyone listening, you have a daughter; she's nine, and you just told. Okay, can we say it? Is it is it public or? Oh yeah, it's super public. Oh, okay, okay, good. So you're expecting, <laughs> uh, you're expecting another another child, and we we're just saying we're okay. expecting daughter number two for July first. Number two. That's, yes. that's first of all, that's amazing because uh, you're in the two daughter club now. 
Yeah, with a 10-year gap, though. That's exactly what we are talking about before. That's cause, suicidal. Because Chris, <laughs> Chris has a, a gap similar to that with his kids. Yeah, well, my gap is seven years, yeah. and uh, I've, I've repeated this many times on the, on the show. It's uh, There's nothing we can do all together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know so you're, you're, you're going to be welcome to that club. Yeah, I know. You know, but it, it's, 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 it's all right, man. Congratulations, you know? by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, your wife works as well, or? Uh... Well, now, no. Well, obviously not now, yeah. No, no, now she's not working, and uh, I've taken all the responsibilities on my back. Uh, <laughs> is like Matt leaving Greece like three days. <laughs> Something like that. When are you giving birth? Three days before we'll let you go. We're expecting you back three days after. No, I, wasn't make, I wasn't making a joke. Take I think it's something, something small, no? Because here we're, we're, we're a little spoiled, right? We get uh, a year. Well, a look, year. I remember when my wife was uh, gave birth to our first daughter, and she was working for a big, a big cosmetics company there. Uh, no, she got a year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm wrong, yeah. She got a year and a half. Would you Would you tell your wife to come give birth here so you can get all the Canadian benefits? The baby already has them. Oh, he does? Oh. He's talk- oh. No, no, he's, talk- he's, he's talking about the health care benefits where you just come in and take care of you and leave with the baby. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Zero worries. No, no, it's, no, yeah. no I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't take advantage of my country that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Fake tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about raising a family uh, in Greece. I mean, you, you were raised in Montreal. Clearly, there's a different mentality, right? I mean, the kids here and the kids over there. Uh, and in general, just the people. And it's normal, right? It's a, it's a whole other country. Yeah. Um, you know, you were raised a certain way. Now you're in Greece. Obviously, you're away from your family, your friends, your peers. Everyone, obviously, you have friends over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm imagining, you know, it's your, your, your wife's family is there as well. So it's not like you're entirely alone. But what's it like raising... You know, a kid in Greece where... You know what? I remember going to Greece on vacation when I was little, like when I was like 10 or 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember seeing how the general mentality was with kids my age, and you saw a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's very different now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can honestly tell you that my daughter, with her surroundings and her friends, are very similar to how we were growing up. Oh, yeah? What do you mean, like more conservative? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that I enrolled my daughter into a private school, which reminds me very much of the whole Socrates feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because, um, <laughs> just to, to interrupt you, just because I remember going to Greece, I've been to Greece many times, mm-hmm. and when I was younger, what I, w- I would observe is being, let's say, eight years old and talking with a four-year-old, that he to start a fist fight about politics with me (laughs) (laughs) and these little kids knowing so much and talking just next level (laughs) yeah because what they would do is you know what we grew up where it's like when the older people speak just listen don't Mm -hmm. get involved yeah these kids will get involved in these conversations and listen at the cafenia and listen to the older Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they picked up that 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 flair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know how to call it i'll be very honest with you i see uh and i was actually gonna comment on this because i I saw this on the one i think it was the first or second podcast you guys had done what did we say the the extreme amount of uh, intelligence of these new generations these these kids yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's it's psychotic like i i see my daughter with her with her friends and i'm not talking about how fast they use the ipad and you know how technologically advanced they are yeah. or whatever. But they're witty. They're they're very witty. Yeah. You know? I thought I think we were stupid when we were small. I mean, <laughs> no, compared fast, to them. Fast thought process. Yeah. But you know what? Everything's faster now. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, and or we're slower. I think my biggest fear <laughs> is becoming like my father and my mother, where like my mother doesn't know how to use a cell phone. Yeah. Like in 20 years from now, like we'll be like, hey, what's this? no, you <laughs> won't. You know? No, no, you won't. <laughs> you know, you know why? Because we're that generation that's in the middle of this technological progress. So it's, we're not too young not to know what's going on, and we're not too old to be completely disconnected. So we're yeah, you growing. Think, I don't know. My man. mom still doesn't wait for the beep. <laughs> she starts talking. She starts talking before, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, <laughs> Look, like my mom, my mom still doesn't know. She gets confused with the remote. You know how many times she she calls me like in a year or like every at least once every two three months. Yeah, but the TV is blue. Guys, I don't know what I It's normal that the kids are smarter. That that's how society progresses. No, but what I'm saying, just to touch on what Peter was saying, that I think that we are advancing with the te- the technological advances as well. So we're learning as well. Like my buddy, fa- buddy, I don't I don't know if twenty years from now they're gonna be playing video games with three D like avatars on the table. Yeah. And, we're, and we're gonna be like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. it's gonna be weird times. Yeah, and we, yeah. and we won't have the interest to follow. That, that that's much. what I was gonna say. I think that we're gonna reach a point where we're just gonna stop caring, and we're gonna be like, because the thing not, is, because the thing is, you know what? I saw myself doing it myself. I, I saw my daughter making these TikTok videos. Like, what is this TikTok? <laughs> this stupidities. And I, I, I call myself saying that, and I'm like, oh my god, I sound like my mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the you way, know? my wife texted that Yerasimo is asking. For your daughter's TikTok channel, oh, you're shitting me now. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I'll show wait, you the text. Wait, is Gerasim on TikTok? I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying that's <laughs> that's a text I got. So, all um, right, yeah, we'll we'll exchange TikTok accounts. <laughs> all right, yeah. It, it's scary how, like, the whole socialization, uh, uh, you know, thing works now. What do you mean? I mean that you know, back in our you know, our generation was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to the girl during recess outside. You know, oh, or something that's like, oh, yeah, yeah. The now dynamics like, have changed completely. <laughs> What's your Snapchat handle? All right. You know what? <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have a story for Facebook this. Facebook me. Yeah. I, I have a story for this. Well, look, obviously my daughter doesn't have any social media. I mean, I'm not allowing not yet. that. Not yet. Well, obviously not yet. She'll eventually have. Very soon. But I'm not letting it happen. I mean, the, the TikTok thing she has is just for her personal pleasure. Mm. and mm. She, It's not even a public account. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. But... I was very happy the other day. I went home from work, and my uh, my wife said, I have to tell you something. I'm like, why are you whispering? She's like, I don't want her to hear. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? She's like, this little boy from school went and gave her a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, and? I'm like, what happened? She's like, she said, I don't like him. <laughs> you know? I'm like, but, but you know what? And I, I called her over, and I'm like, can you bring me the, the card that the little boy brought you? And she brought it. She was all shy and stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that was very positive for me because... It's human. He actually sat and made a card with his hand, drawing it with pencils and yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. and actually gave her a card like this. Like, yeah. he actually, you know, there was contact. It's A for the effort. You know? yeah, yeah. It and, wasn't like instead of a text message with like a, th- a thousand emojis. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So some things are still, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, but they're rare. Intact. You know, what I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, you you run into it like once every blue moon. You know, it's like what you 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 handcrafted something. Yeah. Rather yeah. than making it virtually. What do you, you mean know? you spoke? <laughs> <laughs> you open your mouth. <laughs> you verbalized words. Yeah. But you know, there, there's these. Uh, you know, there's these, there's these like memes that they've made, like, you know, yeah. where where like, you see a family in the 1980s having dinner, and they have the families in the 2000s, they're all on their phones. With like their this. phones, yeah. You know, but it's true. It's, yeah. what, it's the reality. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. I, you know what? And I see this. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like, I mean, the clubs where I work at, you know, because it's a big show, 
big artists, a big budget, you know, it costs a lot of money. I mean, for someone to go and open a bottle there, I mean, it's, it, it costs a lot of money. These people come open bottles, and the only thing that interests them is to post a selfie that they were there. Yeah. They don't care about the songs. They don't care about the singer who's singing. Yeah, yeah. They just want to make it public that they were there. Yeah. So who's hot now? Chris Kulubi's the hot act now in Greece, I'm gonna right? I'm going to go see him, take a selfie. I'm going to go see him, yeah. and I'm going to take a selfie and make my friends know that I was there. It's image. It's and, image. And if you ask them, hey, how was the program? How was the show? They're like, I, I don't remember. No, we had fun. We drank. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's we what's, But that's what's crazy because, look, obviously it's at a different scale, but even when you go see your daughter at the play, at daycare or at school, you have maybe half of the parents that live behind the screen. So what they're doing is... I'm they're guilty, li- I'm guilty. No, no, they're living the moment behind the screen. And what and happens they're is... They're missing the real moment. They're though. missing the real moment because they've put something between the moment and them. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? You never watch that video again because you have a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. So once you've taken a thousand videos in a month, you have no time to watch a thousand videos. I agree. So what you've done is you've taken the moment, you've missed the moment, and you're just obsessed about capturing moments that you never live. And yeah. that's what's crazy. And you know what's funny? I'm the complete opposite yeah and me too nothing i'll be very honest with you i mean again i don't want to sound arrogant right <laughs> but <laughs> i will um <laughs> like i mean all these artists that i've worked with yeah. and we're talking about almost everyone yeah guys i swear to god not one picture i don't have any pictures <laughs> with any of them yeah. i've seen a couple selfies but it's not you it's, it's someone else it's yeah, someone yeah, else taking yeah, yeah, selfies yeah. i'm like come on give me a break you know yeah. I, I, well, don't, I don't think pictures. i believe i think the same way man and be there live the moment and you know and, and, forget and, about the and image. i have my wife telling me you know what listen we have kids i'd like for them to see something when they grew up that look what my dad yeah and, who, and, who he was who he worked with. Know, I, I feel selfish because i'm like but I lived it. I don't care. I, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I get Alzheimer's, <laughs> I won't remember it. But, but I mean, I, I always felt like I lived the moment. Yeah, I yeah. was there. I don't have to have the picture to remind me of it. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's selfish that I don't have something for my kids later on. So I'm trying to get them all come back to the studio just to take a picture with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you got to capture some. I'm not, I'm not totally against. Well, uh, I'm an anti-photo person. I mean, that's why I never had Instagram. And I have one post on yeah, you know, you gotta capture yeah. some, but you can't be obsessed with capturing and not living in the moment. That that's my take. You know, uh, uh, to go back to what you're saying about the performance and everything, I I do both. Mm. Like I I want to take the video because I don't want to lose that moment. Because like you said, there, there's so many things on our mind on a daily basis. You think I'm gonna remember how she was in her school dance or performance or whatever? So for me, it's mostly I I just want to keep these, you know, and and especially what you said before. When they grow older, it's like, look, look at you, look, look at your Valentine show. You know, look how cute you, cute you were. But I have been in a situation where, you know, my, you know, the, the, the class is singing or whatever, and I'm watching. I'm not watching behind the screen, but I'm also filming. So I'm what? And then when we come back home to see the video, I'm like filming the floor, <laughs> filming the ceiling, you know, filming just the legs. <laughs> it's like, where the hell were you looking? Uh, but it's fun. Uh, Look, we have to capture moments. I mean, it's uh, you, you, exactly just the balance. It's about a balance. I, I I believe that because I, what you're saying is is an image problem, and people are more concerned about their image than their lives. Yeah. So they rather plan their Facebook page more than they plan their lives. Yeah, that's sad. And it's very it's very very sad. But I think we're kind of passing it down to kids because what you do is when when you record your kid doing something because my kid plays soccer and ballet and well my daughter does ballet and we want to capture all the moments. But what happens is 
when you capture the moments and you show them the video, you're not teaching them anything. That's how they get, that's how they get narcissistic. Yeah. They just want to see themselves in videos. Right. Instead yeah. of just saying, hey, I watched you do that. You, you passed well. You missed that opportunity there. You could have done that. Right? Like, give them, give them the teaching moment and then show them. Mm-hmm. But what we do is right away, we go, here, here, look at you. And then all they want to do is just see pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. That, at least that's what I see with my kids. And I just find that a negative. I'm sorry, I just brought the, the mood down. Oh, fuck. Fucking Chris. No. <laughs> no, but you guys are you guys are understanding what I'm what I'm yeah. saying, right? I need, I need sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but especially in in the industry that you're in, right? It's the entertainment business. Oh come right? on, my my industry is the, the most narcissistic industry. No, in the world. no, but what he's saying, you know, like if anyone were were to like not show off, but be in a situation a situation where you can take fully advantage of who you're with all the time. Uh, you know, make it public and bring my daughter. Here, I'll put it on your page. My oh, wife, I, I my c- family. I could have taken advantage of it big time. You know, from yeah, the yeah. balls. You know, yeah, but, of course. But I'm not like that. Yeah. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. Aside from my wedding pictures, I don't think I'm any pictures in the house ever. Like, I mean, even the vacation pictures. I'm the one taking the pictures. I'm never in the pictures. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I'm not I, for for someone who was actually a performer once. Yeah. And I was in the limelight. Yeah. I mean, in on stage, whatever. I'm not one of those people who wants to be shown yeah, that yeah, much, yeah. you know. I, I don't like it. Yeah. And you know what? As stupid as this may sound, I mean, all these artists that I deal with, I mean, if I ask them to take a picture, they'll be very happy to take a picture with me, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It's just that behind, you know, somewhere hidden inside me, I feel like I'm going to look like a stupid fanboy, yeah, <laughs> you okay. know? Yeah. Oh, please, you know. Yeah. But it's not like that. I mean, that's how I feel, though. Yeah. It's a bit of an insecurity, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's an insecurity. It's just that you know that there's this connection that I think it's going to just seem more weird than anything else. It's like me and Chris, you know, we've known each other for, you know, since, you know, we're practically in diapers. I would feel weird saying, hey, Chris, let's take a selfie. <laughs> let's take a selfie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the same way that I would feel weird because, like, dude, I see you whenever I want to. It, it, yeah. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. It's a weird thing because I'll, I'll bring it back to, to, to the boring balance. Why? Bec- and it's it's weird because I'm a little bit like you. I don't want to be in pictures, or I, I'll avoid them if if if. But I look really bad in pictures. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I'm horrific. Me, me neither. Yeah, like I, even I'm right now, I'm, I'm looking myself in the monitor. I'm like, I look retarded. I mean, it's, what is what's going on? No man, don't worry. You're, you're beautiful. You're <laughs> well, beautiful. Thank you, Chris. I'm so blushing. W- w- what happens is I avoid them, or I'm not a big fan of them. But then when somebody shows me a picture, I'm glad they took it. Okay, I see. Right, like when, when you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! A selfie. Let's take one. You're, you're you're off the frame, Chris. Come in. Should I come in like this? Chris, it's Peter. It's Peter Berkudis. <laughs> just we just took a a selfie break. That's there we go. I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was I was, I was done, man. Just you know, just to say that you see, I'm glad you took that. You know what's missing? Because one day we're gonna we're gonna see that picture, and maybe 20 years from now, and it's gonna be like I'm glad we took it. You know what's missing here? Yeah, smoking. <laughs> the Greek spoke. Yeah, the Greek. You, you smoke at home? Uh, actually, you know what? Look, I'm a smoker. He okay? bought yeah. a studio to smoke in the studio. Look, I invested a lot of money in the ventilation system in the studio. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, oh yeah, man. You made sure there was a vent right above your seat. I think I think my ventilation was owned by Boeing before. You know, <laughs> for the motors and the engine yeah, of the plane. It's good for restaurants, this guy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, I'm I'm concerned about my health and you know everything. Does your wife smoke? My wife uh, is a previous smoker, and she stopped smoking the day she found out she was pregnant to my first daughter. 
Good decision. Never start again. Never. She good. never. She never touched it again. Good, but good for her. But Greece is one of those countries. Greece is one of those countries where you're going to witness an eight, an 11 year old smoke and a 98 year old woman smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the only place in the world. 11 year old. 11 year old smoking. And eleven talking you know politics, what, you smoking know and drinking beer. You know what? You know what? You know what? Though? It's it's completely changed. Really? I'll be very honest with you. I mean, I I have a band of thirteen musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the whole group, if you put in the technicians too, which are another four, I think there's only four smokers. Wow! So things have changed. Things have changed drastically, and no one drinks alcohol anymore. I remember somebody, Peter. We went to the hospital. Um, with Alex, there are smokers, eh? They I mean, were, they're, they're, they were smoking smokers. behind the window at the hospital. I I've had a doctor check me up with the smoking. There you go. Me, you know. I mean, but honestly, um, they passed a law. The anti sorry, yeah. why am I burping so much? Yeah, it's okay. yeah. Uh, they passed the anti smoking law mm-hmm. in Greece, so no no smoking in uh, public areas, yeah. especially the areas that aren't you know. Uh, open, I, I was there that air. year. They passed it. Yeah, but in Greece, it's a suggestion, right? No, 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 no. no listen, no, no, listen. No. Now, it's it's a really, really strict law. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I work in There's the nightclub, right? Up. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious. Okay. I work in a nightclub, right? So, I'm like, hey, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, yeah. this is never going to happen. Like, no one in a club smokes now. Wait up. Wait. <laughs> so, the law, you know, begins, you know, in, it's, it's an order. It's happening, you know. It's, you know. So, I'm working one night, and I'm playing. And... Looking at my piano player, and he, he's he's doing this. I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? He's like, look, no one's smoking. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, no one's smoking. I'm and I'm looking around, guys. I swear to God, a thousand five hundred people in the club, not even one cigarette. That's incredible. You have your occasional breaks, where you'll see three hundred people outside smoking, yeah. but they did it. And you know what? They don't mind. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. It bothers them, and you have your occasional, you know, rebel, rebel yeah. who at five in the morning, you know, will let a, a quick cigarette and just like put it on the floor or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, they got used to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in Greece. I, I think the, the the law passed in two thousand nine or a year before because I, I we we vacationed in Greece in two thousand nine. I was there with Jimmy and Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a, really, a lot more strict now. Oh yeah, yeah they're, they're, because they're enforcing the law. Now Back then a, it was it's, just it's fully enforced now, George. Now you can't do nothing. No, but this is the funny thing because we're together and um, we're uh, we're in Athens and everybody's smoking everywhere. Hmm. And Peter's a smoker at that point. Uh, uh, at that time, Jimmy, you know, would bum off some cigarettes. He would smoke too. So we're in Athens, we're going around coffee shops, uh, clubs, whatever, restaurants. They were, they were smoking, right? Nobody cared. The law was in, the law was in, in place. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. And then we travel, we go to Mykono. So we're thinking, it's like the fucking party island yeah, of Greece. Ibiza there's, of Greece. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no problem there. So Peter goes to light up a cigarette. We went to um, Caprice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're in the club, party like crazy. He takes out a cigarette to light it, and the barman starts yelling, "Ah, hey, file, file, exo, exo!" Like in Athens, like chaos. That is mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, yeah and that's then, weird. Like nobody gave a shit. And then you went to the party island where you think if nobody cares in Athens, obviously here mm-hmm. it's free for all. <laughs> they told him to get the fuck out of the club to, <laughs> to smoke. You know, hey, they're starting to behave, man. That's good. Well, look, I'm a smoker, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll be very honest with you. Um, there was never a moment where I'd go have dinner with my family. Mm-hmm. And in a restaurant where smoking was allowed, I, I, I couldn't smoke in there, man. Mm. 
even though I was a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. I always smoke outside. Yeah. But that's me. I mean, I smoke. I might do a pack a day at the studio, maybe two packs. Oh a day. fuck, man! All right, like honestly, like I'm, I, I had I had reached three packs a day. No, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you have a lot of the cigarettes just burning. Yeah, they just they, uh, most of them just burn, right? Yeah, Good yeah. point. But when I'm at home, it's you know this is a, one of those fucked up psychological things of the brain, right? When I'm at home, I never smoke in the house. Yeah. I might have one or two cigarettes the whole Sunday that I'm home, just because I know I can't smoke. Yeah, and it doesn't bother me. It's mental. It's it's all in your head. And as soon as I get to the studio, I'll have thirty cigarettes in like half an hour, because I know <laughs> I can smoke there. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's stupid. But but it's know. better off that people don't smoke. Because I don't know if you guys remember, uh, there was a stupid transition period where you had in restaurants smoking sections. It made no so difference. So basically, yeah, you guys were on the non-smoking that's section. That, you know, that's completely and stupid. I, I, I mean. was in the smoking section, and <laughs> what separated us was 12 inches of air. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're either, yeah, either going to keep it smoking or non-smoking. So. Yeah. No, but I remember because, you know, I, I was probably one of the few non-smokers, Chris was smoking, and Alex, your wife. Uh, and Andre. Yeah, but Andre, did he? Yeah, he used you to You three out, were the only people that never smoked. And it's funny because I just want to, when we started university... Let's say we were 12, 10 smoke. Mm-hmm. Once we finished university, the same group, there was only two that smoked. Mm-hmm. No, but I was... You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you, in four years, you saw the big transition. Yeah. Yeah. But we would go out and we would come back home reeking. Like we needed to shower. Well, oh my we God. We had to drop our clothes. And, uh, Dude, I, I'd come home from work, from the club. And my wife would forbid me <laughs> to walk in, to walk into the house, change outside, come fully in. clothed. Peter, were you the guys that played bazooki and put the cigarette here? Oh yeah, <laughs> you were. Oh yeah, uh, hanging yeah. from here like this. I'm, I was the complete stereotype. I had the bazooki here, you know, the ash. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. You know, but I mean, my wife would forbid. She's like, you know what? I can't. I can't take you. She's like, you know what? Take your clothes off on the balcony. I remember that man. Get naked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nobody. We was. I remember playing at Platia. We were playing together actually, and yeah. I had an amp, and we had the cigarettes on the amp. Yeah. And it, every time we felt like it, we just it was so weird. Yeah, you know what? Even you would just pull out a pack of cigarettes and, and just you know start what's funny? smoking now that, away. Now that I don't do it anymore, I realize how stupid it looks and how unprofessional it looks. Yeah. When you when you you know you see this luxurious show. He's this bonehead <laughs> doing this. Like, I mean, <laughs> from his pinky. Yeah, from his pinky, like a fucking idiot. You know, it, it, it looks really, really bad. Do you still do the the flowers? They do the flowers degrees, right? Oh yeah, the flowers are. It went from plates to uh, to flowers, but I think they're bringing back the plates. No, 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 no way. No, no. Well, the, I think they're creating these new plastic plates that. No, they had like the, the, the the plates made from gypsum board and stuff, but but <laughs> no one does that. that. That's very touristical. It's very okay. It's very kitsch, you know. Uh, but yeah. the flowers is a lot of money, man. With the flowers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah, think about it. Like, what is a little basket? No, but think cost? about it. Think about it to the non-Greek church. Like, there's somebody singing, and baskets come, and somebody just throwing flowers at a guy. No, I think I think if you're a tourist it, and you have no idea what's going on, you're gonna want to do it. You're gonna be like, oh, we don't want to throw flowers. Yeah, and then the bill comes. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does a little plate of flowers cost? Well, it's usually five. It's five. Oh, you have uh, to buy them. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a pedada, what yeah, they call them, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's about uh, at you know the most expensive shows. You know, I think it's about one fifty, one hundred fifty euros for like five. Get out, man! Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. And then they sweep them off the stage and put them back in plates. <laughs> well, <laughs> and probably. Them. George, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> no, but it, 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 it's it's a weird concept, man. Somebody dancing or singing, and you just, I just, I don't know. I just, I just find it weird. It's ironic that the only it's other like, the, the only other time in our actual culture that we throw flowers at something it's at no it's at Jesus' dead grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. 
It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And I'm telling you this because, obviously, I've known the culture, so it never bothered me, but I had a few people that are non-Greeks. That are, you can't explain it to them. They're like, what do you do that? And it's like, I have no answer. <laughs> you can't explain you it. You can't explain it. It's just no something answer. we do. Even with the plates, it's like, you guys break, break plates. It's like, well, we used to. And it's like, why would you do that? And it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> we like it. It's just what we do. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. That's what it's I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, no, we have no explanation for it. It's You know what? It's, it's, a, it's a show of admiration for the artist who's uh, saying, I don't yeah. know what. I get a lot of questions from the non-Greeks. Even as a bitch, you think about it. It's like, if you're a non-Greek, it's like, what is that guy doing? Yeah. Why, why is he he's, he's, not following any, he's not following any steps. And, and why is there 15 people clapping for this guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would you Think put your glass it. on the floor? I don't get it. What's going on around? He's what, dancing what, around a glass. Why are you trying to balance a glass on your head? What, what, why are you doing that? Chris, you're starting to make me question my culture. <laughs> no, it's, it's, all, it's beautiful. It's just when, when you're asked about it, it's like, it's just the way it is. And that's that, that's the beauty of it. It right? probably started something stupid, like some some guy doing. I'm gonna throw some flowers in his face. Like he hated let's the see, singer. Let's see if he'll react. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> no, that's how the plate started. I hate this fucker. Ah. Let me throw a plate on him, and then everybody's like, "Whoa, no, but, that's cool." But, but it's what it is, man. It's like certain words, right? Like filotimo, you can't explain no. to somebody. Yeah. Meraki, you can't explain either. Think about it. It's you're, you're you're in the moment. You're passionate, and you, you have an outburst of energy, right? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna explain that to somebody? Greeks get that from a great song, mm-hmm. right? Somebody non-Greek will hear a song and be like, oh, that's a great song. Or they're going to f- figure out the memory and be, oh, I remember doing this with this song. Yeah, don't even... The f- Greek is like, ah. I have guys that, Mythos, you play a song like 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 a classic, like Rosa. Mm-hmm. And you have guys dropping on their knees. No, it's like the, like their chest suddenly expands like five inches. Yeah, 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 yeah it's the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. That's emotion. That's a lot of emotion, man. Yeah, don't ever try to translate any Greek <laughs> lyrics for any non-Greek-speaking people. Ever. Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, it's it it's sense. yeah. It makes no sense. My yeah. in-laws, my in-laws, at some point were like, "Oh, what does this song say?" I'm like, oh, "It doesn't matter." Oh, it doesn't matter. Your yeah. in-laws are my uh, they're Colombian. They're Colombian. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I'm gonna start now explaining what a song is saying. Yeah, but I'm shit. sure even their Colombian songs sound like shit when they're in Greek. If <laughs> you yeah. translate them in uh, English, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe you have a point. I mean, even even uh, I I met a, a Cuban guy and you know all these Cubans and that that's that. Stupid fucking happy music all the time. Yeah. These guys, even their sads are the, you know, everything sad sounds happy. It's, it's but everything like, sounds the same. Every, well, you know what? What? Our stuff sounds the same to them too. Bum, you bum, think? Bum, yeah, yeah, yeah. bum, man. We have so many bum, rhythms. Bum, bum, yeah, yeah, you bum, know what? To us. Bum, bum, to us. Bum, bum. You think? Bum. <laughs> okay, you know what? Take take a, a non Greek speaking person mm-hmm. uh, to Mythos on a Saturday night. And have them listening to your 20, sec- 20 minutes Zebetiko set. Yeah. And if, if you don't tell me it sounds like the same song. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I was, I was, I was referring more to like there's, there's Zebetiko, Tsifteteli, Ruba. There's like, like a lot of it different. It sounds rhythms. the same to them, man. Yeah. It sounds the same to them. But we love it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to love it. The guy's making a living out of it. <laughs> well, not yeah. only me, everybody's making a living out of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me, how are you guys preparing for the, for the newborn now? Oh my God! <laughs> you, you sound very. <laughs> no, I don't want to get into your personal no, affairs, no. but were you planning this? Or? I, no, no, this was completely unplanned. <laughs> this is where he needs a cigarette. Uh, this is. I'm gonna need a cigarette, buddy. <laughs> this is where he takes the break. Uh, look, honestly, uh, I was telling Chris earlier when I was at his house. I mean, okay, it wasn't planned. Uh, obviously, we're we're ecstatic. We're happy about it. Um, oh yeah, you you you're sure. Oh, wait, 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 Peter, tell your face, man. <laughs> 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 
Hey, we all get it. We all get it. <laughs> it's just mixed emotions. That's all it is. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm happy. No, no, we're, we're very happy about it. But uh, honestly, the, the the feelings were very bizarre when actually we went uh, a week ago with my wife and we were uh, stroller shopping. <laughs> and I was like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> is this normal? <laughs> Wait, I mean, <laughs> Peter, share the story at the doctor, man. Well, do I have to? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll make it short. Uh, so basically, we had uh, we had no reason to believe that my wife was pregnant because she I know sh- she was late, but we, we had three pregnancy tests of three different brands, and they were all negative. Yeah, yeah, good job. So, you know, yeah. so my wife is like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You know, probably something like some irregularity in my uh, in my cycle, mm-hmm. and you know, so we'll go to the doctor. I have a Pap smear test, you know, planned either way, and. Uh, uh, we'll find out what the irregularity is. So we've completely erased from our minds yeah. that you know there's any probability of pregnancy. You know, so we go to the doctor. So he examines her. He does the Pap smear, and he's like, "Hey, what do we have here?" <laughs> I'm like, "That's when the face drops <laughs> to the floor." I'm like, "I'm like," she's like, well, what, "What's going on?" He's like, "Congratulations, you're seven <laughs> weeks pregnant." And the reaction, it wasn't. Yay! The reaction was, you're bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... What? We were like, we were like huh? <laughs> and like, the, do- the doctor's all happy. Yeah? The, the, do- the doctor was like... Eh? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, are you... Are you sure? You wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm like questioning his degrees. Because I'm like, we had three pregnancy tests done and they were all negative. He's like, ah, these things aren't always accurate. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it says 99.9% accurate. He's like, ah, you're the one. Uh, <laughs> 0.1%. Three times. Three times. Three brands. Wow. That's not fucking normal. Oh, no, of course not. So, you know, it, it took us a while because obviously we're happy about it. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we were trying to have a second kid for, for a while. Um, but I think it's. When you've completely um, erased it from your mind, that you you like forget how to be a not a dad because you're a dad all the time, Look, but I'll you forget very, how to be a new dad again. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, if it weren't for pictures, I have no recollection of how my daughter looked when she was newborn. <laughs> yeah. I see pictures of the baptism when she was one year old, yeah. and I'm like, she used to look like this. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it. It goes fast, man. I'm like, what am, I st- am I retarded? I feel the same. <laughs> no, I, you know? a little bit, but I feel the same. Yeah, way. I mean, yeah. I I remember nothing. Yeah, yeah. I I look at my daughter and I'm like, I I see pictures of her like from a year ago, and I'm like, so you see what I mean by you're glad the pictures are taken? Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> we have pictures. I don't want pictures of me. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to remember I was good 20 years ago. <laughs> I look shit now. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, we were happy about uh, the preparation is, you know, it's, you know, you know what the preparation yeah. is, George. But look, our gap is, um, fuck, what's our gap? Uh, four, year, four years. You're asking me? See, four, four, years, years, four years, four years in a way is, it's fine because we still had everything. And you know what? We had a girl, so we're like, thank God, man. You know, we have the clothes, we have the the, the stroller, we have the like everything. You know, oh, I mean? wear so my son pink. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have some. I'm a progressive man. So <laughs> f- that whole stress uh, was out the window, and the fact that yeah, it wasn't that long ago, or you know, it, it's still fresh, man. Yeah, exactly. Four years. Uh, I'll be very honest. Like with you, you two, I don't know how how you go from raising nearly a teenager. To like having to fucking change diapers again and go through all that shit, you know? Look, <laughs> I've had time to focus. Yeah. 
and uh, reassess certain things mm-hmm. and measure and weigh out the pros and cons. I think that if we had a second kid two to four years later, you're still raising two babies. Uh, Come on. Okay. At four years old, you're... Your kid's a baby still. No, 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 no. It's a they're, toddler. It's a baby. Yeah, but they're independent, right? You don't have to, like, they're probably potty trained. You don't have to run after them. Yeah, they're George, walking. They know, understand you. George, the, the kid still needs you. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no doubt. No independent doubt. is my daughter now at 10, where yeah. she, she makes her own food. She yeah, yeah. bathes herself. She does her homework by herself. She'll go to bed by herself. Mm. She's like, she, she needs no one at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that if, so if that's it, gonna help out. I think I think that's gonna help out a lot. Plus, yeah. The fa- yeah plus, your daughter is also gonna love. You know, it's like a, a real life doll. She you won't know, be she, a sister, so she's gonna be a dude, the third you, you parent. Know, and you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I think the 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 safety net was that I think at ten years old, I think my daughter surpassed that whole jealousy age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Come on. Well, to be seen, right? I mean, we when we announced to her that we're gonna have she's gonna have a little baby. Yeah, how'd you take a, it? A sibling, uh, I have it on video actually. I'll show it to you sometime. Uh, I think her reaction is what made me and wi- my wife change your mind, uh, <laughs> be more happy okay. about <laughs> not, the kid, not get an abortion <laughs> <laughs> or sell it. <laughs> uh, well, she no. probably can't wait to put it on TikTok, no. Yeah, hey. probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but she was she she was uh, she was ecstatic. She she was crying for a good hour. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow, that's soothing, man. Yeah. No, no well, that's what kid. I'm saying. It's not an older sister. She's gonna be a third parent. She's gonna help. Oh, she's no, she's gonna raise the kid. She's gonna raise. She's the gonna kid. love oh, it. Absolutely. But it must be special, man, because like, you know, you, you kind of put your put yourself in that kid's head, right? Where she's thinking, okay, my friends have brothers. They have sisters. Why am I alone? Like, George, you don't believe do it, I, believe it or not in her, in her class. Uh, there's only a few kids that actually have siblings. I think it's... Gre- I, I th- Greeks don't have kids. Yeah. Uh, Greeks don't have that's kids true. at the moment. Yeah. That's true. They're very, they're, I think they're very careful, but like we had one kid, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done, done. It's done. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think people are just very prudent with their whole uh, yeah, yeah. reproductive systems now <laughs> and the economy and they're like, you know, just you know, keep it safe. It's funny that you mentioned the economy because I, I was actually thinking about that while, uh, while I was kind of going over some things to talk about. Um... Tell me, tell me a little bit about it. And I don't want to bring in this whole episode down, but that shit hit hard, man. Oh well, yeah, of course, of course it hit hard. I mean, I was actually telling you guys earlier, even uh, during the referendum in Greece, like a few years ago, mm-hmm. I was actually, uh, you know, thinking about coming back to Montreal if shit really hit the fan. Yeah, you know, we were all on the standby type. You know, I felt a bit, uh, a bit selfish because I'm like, uh, I, I have a fallback. I have, I have a plan B. I yeah. have a plan B. Yeah, yeah. you know. You know, you, of course, you had some uh, these Greek patriots saying, uh, "Well, what you're gonna leave your country and go back because you have a safety?" No, fuck surprise! Yeah, it's not my country. <laughs> I'm just visiting. No, but you know I've been visiting for 20 years. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I know a lot of people feel that. I just want to know your perspective on it. A lot of the people that are like Greek Canadian, right, or mm-hmm. Canadian Greek, mm-hmm. right? I felt Greek always first before Canadian, but whatever. Um, when you're here, you're not really Canadian because you're Greek. But once you go there, you're not really Greek because you're Canadian. Do you f- did you did you get lost in like in b- between those two roles in a way? I feel more Greek when I'm in Canada than I feel Canadian when I'm in Greece. That, okay, that, that's, I just wanted your respect on that. Yeah, All yeah. right, okay. I feel Greek in Greece, and I feel Greek here. Okay, I never felt like a kind of a in Greece. Okay, you know, uh, 
I do feel Canadian when I'm in Greece. Uh, when there's things that really piss me off, hmm. as far as the structure and the uh, organization, the organization, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the bureaucracy, yeah, yeah. all these things. And you know what? You're not going to freaking change the country by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you just learn to live with it. Yeah, yeah. Stop being a bitch about it. And just say, you know what? Just relax a bit, you know? But I, I can assume that this whole crisis thing hit hard, especially in your industry. Um, no, Greeks still spend money, man. Did they? Well, look, I'll be very honest with you. Greeks I mean, always spend money they didn't have. Look, look, look. The thing is, uh, unfortunately for my business, uh, the first thing that's going to go is the... Uh, the luxury stuff. Uh, can we afford to go out this weekend? Or yeah, you know what? It's 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 more of the, the leisure. It's more of the, yeah. uh, you know, the entertainment. Yeah, yeah, but you it's going to be out of the four days. It's going to just drop to three. It's not going to eradicate it completely. Oh, well, look, it's been, it's been two days for a lot of years now. That's right. You know, uh, max mm. three. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, this is something that we were seeing about to happen a, a lot of years ago. Mm-hmm. I, when I when I was working, in, I remember in, in 2011, which was my first gig as a musical director at a club. We were working three nights a week, mm-hmm. and um, they uh, they came up with this little, uh, you know, because the club owners they have this little like uh, like a little community, union, a little union type thing, right? And uh, the uh, president of the union <laughs> decides to make this new little uh, law saying that clubs that work three nights a week are going to pay their staff only two and a half. So the half pay... But what do they give a fuck, man? I, see, that I don't understand. What do you mean? Like, why would they care? What do you mean? Well, they're, they're business people. No, no, no. I'm saying, what, what do they care about what another club does? Oh, because if one guy does it, they all want to do it after. It's setting the market. It's setting the market, man. <laughs> it's you know? So anyway, so what happens is that, uh, you know, <clears throat> things are diminishing and, uh, you know what? The market is shit anyway. I mean, in our business, I mean, people, yes, they'll still spend money. I mean, they come to the club. Uh, they do the, they, the clubs fill up, but they fill up two nights a week. Yeah. Well, they used to be six nights a week and but, five nights a week. But that's what it is. And, and any kind, just to bring it a little bit out of context, but in, in context, it's the same thing here. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and something like that hits, you're just going to have a steak once a month instead of once a week, right? What happened there is instead of partying five times a week, now you're going to party two or three times a week. Instead of having the two cars, now you have one. You just drop one level. The people that messed up are the people that never saved, right? The paycheck to paycheck, I never saved. Obviously, an economy is going to hit, and it's going to hit you hard. But in terms of like the leisure and the, the entertainment, it, it didn't get hit that much. It got hit. I think it would get hit anyway. I don't think it was the economy that... Look, I think the people that got affected in my industry... Uh, were a lot of my colleagues. I mean, musicians that work mm-hmm, in the clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that were basing their lifestyle on a five day a week paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got and it. then it went to two days a week. But that's what I was saying before. Like in 2011, when I was working in the club, and I and I saw the things from another perspective. Because when you when you're just a musician, you're like hired help basically, right? Yeah. So when you're the musical director, you have all the responsibility. I mean, I'm the one who deals the money for the musicians, what they make, you know, all their mm-hmm. pay. Mm-hmm. So, I I told them, I told them, you know what, guys, I don't know what you guys are gonna do, but Get a day job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This thing is only going to get worse. Yeah. I mean, find something to do. You guys are not working from Sunday to Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Find something to do. You can find something, you know. But let, let's say a, a musician's two-day salary, let's say. Mm-hmm. Is that anywhere near the minimum wage? 
uh, on an average? Yeah. Well, look, if you consider the fact that uh, the clubs that work two nights a week, I mean, you know, you have different uh, different scales. I mean, you have, you know, the top artists, mm -hmm. and you have the B artists, you have the C artists, the D artists, you know what I mean? They, they don't all make the same money. Mm -hmm. Whether it be the artists themselves and the musicians that accompany them. No, what I'm trying to say is that the fact that, let's say you have your musicians, right, and you just remove two days out of their week. Is that just cutting gravy? Or is that like, now I'm in the street? I'll put it to you this way. Yeah. On an average, any musician that works two nights a week makes a lot more than anybody who's working five days a week that's on I'm a minimum wage. That's what I want to get at. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, it yeah. did, okay, the industry didn't get a big hit because it's already up there. But, see, no, but what he's saying is that a lot of these musicians, they... They um, they created their way of life, their lifestyle yeah, yeah. based on you know yeah, five days a week. The lifestyle they need a day salary. Yeah, but yeah. you know what, you know what, George? I mean, if 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 I didn't have my production company and my studio from Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, buddy, I I lose my mind. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't be sitting home doing nothing five days a week, yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting for Friday to come along yeah, yeah, to work yeah. two nights a week, eight days a month, mm -hmm. like eight days a month. See, listen, it's a bit stupid to want to make your ends meet working eight days a month. Mm. Obviously. It's a little selfish, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, irresponsible. Yeah. It's irresponsible and it's stupid, if you ask me. You yeah. know what? Because, you know, the musicians have a bit of an ego. They're like, you know what? I, I've, I've studied music school or whatever. This, uh, I've made, they finished the conservatory. I finished that. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to get paid. Yeah, but, but you can't get paid with this kind of market. Yeah, yeah. You can't expect to get paid. Be pragmatic. Be pr yeah, yeah. Be realistic, man. Come on. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? You're not a, you're not a partner in the club. You know you can't see the club being filled up and expect to make a percentage. You're not a partner. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. you're hired help. Yeah, yeah. And but, but you could become a partner, right? No, you can't. No, no. Nobody does that. No, with a musician. Y yeah, no. Club club owners don't even realize that there are musicians at the club. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's pretty the fair. That's the harsh truth, man. <laughs> okay. You know, you're hired help. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the way it is. Are things turning around? Uh, do you see any change like the last two years with the new government? I'll be very honest with you, George, no. Right. I mean, you know what? It's the faces that change, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not politically inclined anywhere, to be honest with you, because you know what? I don't think anything represents me in Greece mm -hmm. as far as the, po the, po the politics yeah, there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... Uh, I don't think Greece is one of those countries that's actually going to ever change. <laughs> really? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I can see, I, 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 I can understand what you're it's saying. It's not, it, it's not controlled by any Greek government, man. Who cares about Greece? What Greece, do you is, mean? Greece is nothing, buddy. Well, yeah, well. Listen, Greece is in a perfect geographical point in Europe, mm -hmm. okay, Greece interests everybody mm -hmm. as far as a passage. Well, that's why it's not that's why it's not nothing. Wait a minute. Yeah. Greece has no control over itself as a country though. Well, yeah, it's in a pocket of someone else, you mean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, anybody yeah. who governs the country, even if he wants to make a difference, he can't. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have the capability so of So you doing believe it. Greece is one of those countries that should have never uh, joined the European I think Greece joined the European Union prematurely and stupidly okay it was too early okay we weren't ready for that change mm -hmm. buddy. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were thinking Greece is more Mediterranean and not Europe. It's not really Europe. But, but you know what? Listen, Greece is not the German. Greece. Greece is, is not the French. But Greece is becoming a, a European slash American country right now with all this freedom and all these uh, non-conservative thoughts, and you know, and Greece just doesn't want to follow that way. You yeah. know, I mean, you're not ready for it. Yeah, Greece went from a little prince in the Balkans to the, the homeless person in Europe. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? You can't compare Greece to Germany. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Culture-wise, it's different. I mean, Chris, I work yeah, ethic is different. I mean, Chris, industry, it's, it's pretty, industry, everything. It's yeah. pretty sad. It's yeah. pretty sad that we import our own olive oil. It's pretty what? We import our own olive oil. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. We produce the olive oil in Greece. Yeah, you sent it. We outside. export yeah. it to oh, Germany. The f- they package it in Germany, and we have to import it from there. Okay, Italy. Is Spain. that yeah, yeah. fucked up or what? Yeah, that, that's for industry because the people that consume most of the oil, the most of them have olive trees, right? Okay, man. But we're talking about me. Yeah, I yeah. live in Athens. I don't have my own but, olive trees. But, but, but Greece never had an industry. It was never an industry. Greece was. Greece had industries, Chris. We had we had fabrics. We had uh, we had big 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 companies. Yeah, but not to operate in in a in a big uh, in a big globalized world right who's talking about globalized i'm talking about actually producing for the greek public i'm not talking about exporting all the time no but at a point greece was self-sustainable meaning they were able to to live with what they had oh yeah once they became the small player in a big world that's when they lost because they couldn't compete at that level right but that's what i'm saying europe Europe wanted to keep europe wanted to keep tourism in europe by bringing in greece and that wasn't enough yeah, but tourism has gone to shit. Well, everything has gone to, to shit. Has it really? Because from one year to the next, they keep breaking records. I don't know, George. I think if there's one thing that works perfectly in Greece is the tourism industry. and everything. But there's nothing left. That's all there is. I don't know if there's nothing left. We sub-rent I mean. the sun. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want this to go. <laughs> to no, listen. Look, 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 honestly, look, I mean, I love, I love Greece. We all love Greece. It's a great country. It's just sad that it's, uh, in, this is my opinion, of course, that, you know what, it, all this uh, this political war, you know, mm-hmm. with the left wing, the yeah. right wing, this, uh, people don't realize that. I, I personally believe that it won't make a difference. It won't make a difference because Greece isn't governing for Greeks anymore. It's part of um, uh, the European Union. The exactly. European Union is part of an international And the Greek uh, public community. is not Greek anymore. It's European. Yeah. Greeks are European now. Mm. You understand? Yeah. 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 We just own... It's different for us because the Greece we knew or we grew up learning about no longer represents us. And it's no longer that image of Greece that we had. It's kind of changing with multiculturalism and. and but I think I think that, that, that eventually that was going to happen. I mean, I, if if you're part of Europe, you're you're going to be a European country. Mm-hmm. You're going to have non-Greek speakers. You're going to have non-Greeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously some Greeks have cringe on the fact that we have you know so much multicultural uh, arrivals, diversity, right? And diversity, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I mean. But the, but that, that's what brought the extremes in Greece because Greece, for the longest time, obviously you had... It was a very parties. homogenous it's, nation. Yeah. yeah, you have a big spectrum, political spectrum, right? You have the left, you have the right, you have extreme right, then you have extreme left. Yeah. It's not like here where everything is kind of more centralized. So And the states also. Yeah. yeah. So you what know? you had is, let's say you had Pasok for the longest time or Nedimokratia, go back and forth. It's all this, this what happened lately that has brought the, the, the extreme right and the extreme left, right? Yeah, but I think that all that happened in the past 30 years brought this t- to Greece. I mean, it's not... It didn't come from one morning to the next, Chris. No, no, no obviously not. There but was a big buildup. It, it didn't come from one morning to the next, but it was felt pretty 
intensely pretty fast. Yeah, of course. Because they had no choice yeah. to make these changes. And in they had to make decisions survive. fast, right? Like nothing happened progressively where... Look, when you catch a Greek in his sleep, it's, oh, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I think we should brighten up the mood. Um, well, would, would you move back here? I told you that earlier, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, like, would you would your wife be okay with it with the change? Because you had to you had to go through some change to go there. But is she willing to make the your, change? Your wife is here? Greek, right? She My just, wife is Greek, Greek, Greek. Okay, Greek. Yeah. And um, that would be a major, major culture shock. Well, look, huh? we came to we came to Canada. A he few tested years ago. the waters a bit. He tested yeah. the waters for what for the four days that you're talking about. No, no, no. We came for 15 days. Oh, okay, but. Not I brought her on the 15th of January. Yeah, that's the best thing <laughs> to do. Minus 35,000 degrees. This is the expectations. <laughs> if she can yeah, stomach yeah. January 15th, <laughs> yeah. you know what? she's and good. You know what? She came, uh, she came a bit skeptical. Yeah. You know? There was a lot of skepticism. There was a, a, a bit of, I'm going to stay at the airport because I'm not going to handle the cold. Um, <laughs> that, that's a no. But that she, means she's not coming here. But she came. <laughs> we came together. Uh I was actually pretty impressed that she liked it so much. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, but see, it's different when you look at a country as a tourist. Even if you're thinking, okay, let's go test it out. 15 days, dude, you're, you're a tourist. You're just, yeah, you you're, know, you're taking everything you're in. You're a tourist. I try to keep it to a very realistic uh, environment. Yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't do all the, we did a couple of things. Like we, I went to Montremblant, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> for, just for my daughter, you know. He's trying to sell her. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to sell her. He's trying to sell Canada to her. No, but you know what? She, we, we did the whole, you know, uh, coming over to the house, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, the family thing, whatever this that. Uh, well, her her whole um, resume of the thing was that she's like, oh my god, all you guys do is go to malls. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what she realized. No, but you know what? The fundamental difference is that when you went to Greece, you had the culture and the mindset kind of inculcated in you, right? You 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 already you already sold to the culture because you grew up with Greeks. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it was the transition was a little bit easier. Yeah, well, just you're a matter asking, of getting accustomed to the that's actual right. life. It, it's it's more yeah. of adapting, and you adapted very 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 rapidly, right? Mm -hmm. For her, it's like culture shock. It, it's like it's a foreigner. Where's my beach? It's like weekend. <laughs> it's a foreigner, you know. Well, look, you know what? Uh, we got a fake one at the old port. <laughs> George, you know what? This, honestly, uh, let's go to the beach in the middle of a yacht, uh, in the middle of a, a marina. There. Um, listen. Uh, either way, I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, there's no, there's no possibility of us ever going to a beach, aside from our summer vacation. Okay. So I told her, you know what? If we end up moving one day to Canada, you take your summers off. Take your summers off and go yeah. to Greece. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what's hey. what's the, what's the difference? Yeah, you're right. Look, what what sold her was the fact that. Uh, she came here and she saw key things that were very, very positive as far as raising a family is concerned. Yeah, mm -hmm. hands down. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, she saw, you know, the safety. She saw laws being enforced mm. that you don't see in Greece. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, gossiping about Greece now and how they're... No, but the, these are significant differences. The, how the law enforcement is, you know, and I don't, I don't blame the whole... The, the law how it can't be enforced because the government doesn't fund law enforcement the way it should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and, you know, she was very impressed by that. She she was very impressed by the organization. I mean, she was very impressed of how everything was... Because my, my wife is Greek, 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 but she has like a kind of a German mind. Okay. So she likes the order and... Structure, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Structure and organization and, you know, she's psycho that way. Um <laughs> so she liked that. She liked that aspect of Canada. I mean, okay. uh, it it was it was very it was very uh, re relieving for me because, you know, I'm like, oh my god, if, it, if something happens and we have that, 
because before it won't the, be that big. So it's not probable, but possible. But no, no, because before if she came with me to Montreal, mm-hmm. she'd never ever want to move here. Yeah, like she was like, I'd rather go to live in Austria. Okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know. No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. But when she came here, she's like, you know what? I moved there. It's because you mm-hmm. came in, in a different mindset, right? You had a family, you had a kid, so you're thinking of things different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, how of will course. I raise my kid? You know, I get it. Uh, and of course, I think that uh, one of the major uh, sellers was the fact that I was raised here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there's a connection. And I turned out well, pretty okay. <laughs> let's let's say yeah. let's say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tell me something do you um do your kids uh, speak english or french or anything well, kid now kid well, well yeah. the embryo doesn't speak yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that'd is, be something eh? uh, <laughs> trilingual embryo <laughs> uh yeah do they uh, are they in that kind of thing at well, all my, my daughter uh my daughter speaks english obviously because i speak to her too and uh well i spoke to her really later on mm-hmm um, I should have spoken to her at an early age to avoid the accent. But I was told by her pediatrician that you know, me, nah, she might get mixed up or whatever. And then I'm like, what? what? The, I the ideas. Yeah, that yeah, is and, so and, not true. And what's funny was like that, scientifically, I, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. so stupid. I mean, because and I actually listened to them. I'm, I'm even more retarded. And, and the thing is. <laughs> And, and the thing is, and I'm like, but I learned three languages when yeah, I was six. We all did. We no? all did. You know? Absolutely. So anyway, so, so she speaks English now. She's pretty good, actually. She's pretty fluent in English. And she's speaking Spanish, too, because it's uh, it was a mandatory second language in her school. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Man, what pediatricians in Greece think they're linguists? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is with that. <laughs> and they gave her the option of learning German, uh, German French, or Spanish. Huh? And she chose Spanish as a second language. It's not bad. And they still offer German. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, Euro- European country, man. And then uh, I asked her, "Why don't you want to learn French?" She's like, ah, "I'll learn French from you." She goes, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, you're never, not. never. <laughs> That's not happening." And actually, in her in her school, in her private school, uh, after the second language is now Spanish. Um, I think it's in grade six or sec one. Mandarin. There's Mandarin. Wow. There's good. Arabic, Russian. So all the business countries. That's you know funny. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's Mandarin. Wow. Well, yeah. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. What? Say it. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't see the, the utility or the advantage of another language in a globalized world. But when, you know, and, but I guess, I well, guess look, there's something. Well, look, you know what? I mean, uh, considering the fact that in Greece, there's a lot of Chinese people now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. They should learn Greek. Not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine how much money my daughter would make if she was a translator? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very rare. I mean, you can't find a Chinese to Greek translator very easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was telling Chris earlier that uh, even though we've lost touch, I mean, uh, I haven't seen you guys like in 20 years. <laughs> uh, things are very pleasant for me when I... Uh, see, th- this is how Facebook comes in handy. You know, I, I, I was following your political campaign, yeah. you know, f- ago, through yeah. Facebook. Um, I see Chris's progress. I see everybody, you know, anybody who I want. It, it, it's, it's so nice to see people actually progressing in their yeah. lives. And I feel so happy for you guys, man. Ah, man, thanks. Because, you know, obviously, uh, it's the same thing for us. And you guys need a moment to kiss. Yeah. Close your eyes. No, but... Can um, you get a tissue? No, but, it, no, but it, it, it's one of the good things about social media, right? If... You know. It connects people. Yeah. 
It connects people. Like you think of the friends that you don't have here and they're all over the world now, right? I mean, people get jobs. They, they, they have all these things. They move away. They whatever, you know, they're, they're all over the place. You have family. You know, 20, 30 years ago when we, you'd get a call, what? Every three, four, five months from the village, you wouldn't hear about your family, you know. Yeah, and now yeah. you're, you're in contact with every single cousin uh, anywhere they may be, you know. All of, mm-hmm. Like, th- I, there's a group on my. They, they created a WhatsApp group with my entire family in Cyprus, mm-hmm. like all my cousins. That's a big responsibility, man. I, I ha- look a lot of times. I don't I, want the responsibility. No, but it's <laughs> fun, you know. People they share pictures. Oh yes, they went here and went there. It's fun. Like See, a you, lot of you have to reply. You no, have no, to no, participate. No, no, you don't. Like I haven't, I haven't replied or participated <laughs> all of in a very long time. Chris has left the group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, no, but you know, you know what to think about it. Let's say you have a friend and you like one friend, and then you miss a couple of other posts and you don't like them. Then, then, then this is people get offended. No, no, no. Because look, what do you mean? Like, I mean, th- that's what I mean by responsible. You, did, you didn't like my post. What I'm saying is that once there's once you're involved in the activity, then you gotta follow. Once you follow people, then you gotta give your attention to everyone, and you're gonna miss things. And people get offended. I've heard people talk. I th- I people think, get offended. I think people who get offended are just stupid that way. I mean, it's well, not, that's yeah. right. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. They're stupid asses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but see, look, I, I, I very often like put myself on mute so I don't get all the. You know, the, what do they call the notifications every time someone replies. But, you know, here and there, I'm going to go back, see, okay, what's going on? Oh, there's a school dance. You know, my cousins now have kids. And it's just fun, you know. It's like it, it, it connects you, and it's, it's, it's no, weird. Look at, the, it. look at those w- weird moments where, and, and I'm not saying that I, I don't appreciate it. I do appreciate it, and I value it. But think about it when you get, like, 100 people saying happy birthday. Fuck, man. Yeah, like, fuck that. You know? I mean, I'm, look, I, I'll be I'll be very honest with you. Like, I mean, come on, man. On April third, which is my birthday, and August fifteenth, which is my name day, I don't answer my phone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Especially, I mean, especially your name day is a big one, right? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, especially when you get those uh, those templated messages, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been sent, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, and in Greece, no, but sorry, think, think about it. Everybody took the time to send you a message. And the right thing to do is to answer everybody individually, but you don't have that time. No, so what you now, do is you send a generic message to everybody. No, no, no. Now, n- no, That's no, what no, no, no. What you do, you double tap and it likes. So the person that sends you the message, oh, he saw it, he liked it. You Look, don't have to. I'll, I'll be, I'll be very, I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am not at all punctual with my returning phone calls or returning messages. People know this about me. Okay, and they don't get offended. It's, well, they like, expect they, it. They get offended, but I don't give a shit. To, oh, be, honest, to be honest, I, I'm very clear on that. I mean, I've told people, you know what, I'll call you back in a few minutes and I'll call you back like, three months later. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm not punctual with that at all. Um, I mean, uh, so I've told people, don't get offended. I'm just like that. You and, know? and that's what I mean by responsibility. Just like I know myself and I'm not responsible enough to own a dog. I'm not responsible enough to be on social media. Like with you guys, it's different because I was kind of expecting it. And then I saw it on Messenger and it's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. It was different. Mm-hmm. But imagine you had to do that for everyone. Well, look, I'll be honest with you. Chances are if you guys hadn't done this podcast, yeah, I probably wouldn't have missed you guys. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. You know, it was a good, you know. Good timing. timing. Yeah, it was. It was. And it was it's also actually. the podcast too. I mean, 
See, idea, and we're talking about this before we, you know, when you come I'm going to promote the fuck out of this podcast. You know that, right? I'm going to promote your studio. That means he wants royalties. <laughs> <laughs> no royalties, uh, man. No, 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 no royalties. <laughs> no, but, no, but it's funny because, you know, and we're saying this before, you know, the, the whole idea of this podcast and how it started and everything. And it's funny because there's a lot of messages on Facebook and on all these other social media platforms of, oh, my God, thank God. Oh, my God, I love what you guys are doing. And, oh, my God, that was funny. And people just seem to, uh, you know, to connect, you know, like the other podcast I have is much more in a professional thing and it's people that, you know, our entourage has no idea who they even are, right? <laughs> 20 years ago, just as granddads. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be even cooler, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it, there's just this whole enthusiasm around this and, and I'm glad that it had that effect on you, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, we haven't seen each other in, like you said, 20 years or something, but, you know, there's something about you know, old friendships where it just picks up like as if you were here yesterday, right? Or two days ago. And it's like as yeah. if, you know, you, you were never gone. Like, I mean, you guys haven't met my wife, right? No. no. I, I mean, obviously, I mean, she's, you know, she's a Greek girl and she's never met you guys. Yeah. And um, and when I told her about the podcast when it first aired and I, and I was I, I was telling her things about you guys <laughs> and I was telling her we went to elementary school together and oh my God, wow, we had these birthday parties when we were young. Yeah. And she was like at all enthused compared she, to you. Yeah, she she couldn't care less. Okay. So, and you know, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Montreal. I'm gonna go have the party. And she's like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> like, when go, are you coming back again? It's like go have fun with your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny, man. Um, it, you know, but you know what? Honestly, I, I, I think I lead a pretty, you know, pretty cool life. I mean, what I do, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very happy with my life. Yeah. But it's these small things that just get you out of the the routine, yeah. and I'm a nostalgia freak. Yeah, like I, anything that has to do with nostalgia, I, I I lose my mind. Like Saturday morning, we'll walk into Greek school. You're in. Can you imagine Saturday morning? The three about? of us would just walk in, sit in a classroom. Do, yeah, <laughs> I'm in. If I was here, I I do it. Oh, Definitely, God. I'd love to go to uh, I'd love to go to Socrates where his wife teaches now, yeah. and just like you know, like the wedding crashers, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> draw a penis on the desk, <laughs> 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 sit in the back of the classroom. Oh, man. <laughs> we used to skip uh, Greek school, and we'd leave for like two hours and come back and bring a crap to the teacher so they won't complain. No, 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 no. They would ask for it. Remember that? You guys are going for lunch. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be back in an hour. No, you're not. Uh, bring me a crepe. And they would tell us. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> we would go to Shekora. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember this very vividly. I uh, I was in Aristotele the first year of a sec one. And I think I had I had left to go back to Greece. I think for like, uh, I think my parents wanted to try moving back there again. Yeah. It didn't work out. We, we came back. And I came back. Um, I think it was like the th- second month of sec two Aristotelli yeah. uh, and I came like unannounced <laughs> so I just came in the class like ah I'm here you know <laughs> and I think it, it was such a big thing like seeing you guys again whatever this that I was sent to the office like in five minutes because <laughs> <laughs> I got such a commotion in the yeah, classroom yeah, yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. I think it was Kira Sofia I think or something she was like but mm-hmm. it's, it's who are you yeah go to the principal's office <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're out you know but it's good because it's like man it's like um like obviously, I'm giving that opportunity to my kid, and um, it's something nice. 
like zero regrets for Socrates. Yeah. Zero regrets. Oh yeah, man, come on. I see, like, look how how we're all kind of connected and we've stayed connected, and I'm I'm seeing that with my kid, and it you know it it, it it's a nice thing. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you're saying, oh, school's not important, but school is not only the academic part. No, of school course is the man. connection. School is the, the oh, there's a whole social aspect. That's Guys, right. let's be, let's and be it honest. starts there. Let's be honest. Our kids go to school most of the hours that they actually they actually live. So I mean, the yeah, hours yeah. you spend with your kid are very minimal as opposed to the hours that the kids socializes with other kids in school. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my daughter's in school. She leaves at seven thirty in the morning. She comes back at four o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I get to see her maybe two, three hours a day. You know, so yeah. my my connection with my kid. Is a lot less than what she has with her, with her classmates yeah. and her, you know, and her peers. Yeah, yeah. You know that molds the kid's character. Yeah, yeah. Whether you like it or not, I mean, and I'm 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 a little finicky on you know seeing what's going on at school. I mean, who she hangs out with and all this stuff, you know. But have, you, have you ever spied on her? Like just pass by the schoolyard. Spat. I can't. Spy, spy. Oh, spy. I can't. I can't. It's really high security there, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, what kind are, of are you, is she are in, you one of those yeah, like, freaks that, like, with a the car, they're like this? Just looking. No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. Like, she's too young to uh, give me any. Uh, he put a chip in the, uh, in, the, in the phone. Oh my God, man. I was actually telling my wife the other day, I'm like, when she grows up and she'll be like completely independent, she'll be able to go to school on her own bus, walk, bike, whatever the hell it is. I'm like, oh, where do we put the tracking device? I told her that. I'm like, in her earring. I mean, do we get her a ring, no, a bracelet? It's in the skin. Man. It goes in the skin. Ugh, man, I don't it's know about that. It's behind the ear, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was, I was, I was dead serious. I'm like, I, I'd like to get like a pair of like, earrings. Like a homing device? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm panicking. Maybe like it's paranoia. I'm like, yeah, you're weird. Yeah, I don't know. You don't, don't want know. that, man. You don't want that. There's this fear inside me, man. It, I, I'm probably every parent has that when that that point comes where your kids don't need you <laughs> anymore, right? To drive them or like, I'm, all right, I'm going to school, bye, child. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that. I'm day. waiting, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, my, 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 I guess my, my daughter's way younger than, than your kids, but the, pro- the problem is... The oldest is f- four. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh... Don't have many options, there's either four or five with an F. <laughs> Shit, no, she's five, 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 sorry about that. She's five. Are you sure? Yeah. Is she is she yours? <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, five. All right. That wasn't even a close one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know she's starting elementary now in September because she she she's born in November. I think I think she's way too young for you to worry about this stuff. Yet. No, no, for you sure. Know? But I'm not talking about now. I was talking like eventually. You know, like she goes to high school or. I don't know, man. There's this fear like, of fucking. Like my daughter is almost ten. Yeah. And uh, I think it was like during the summer. I think where my I came home from work and my uh, from the studio and my wife is like, I let her go to the the store by herself. She's like, I was watching her from the corner <laughs> to make sure she got there okay. Yeah. But I wanted to start giving her like some you know yeah, that's yeah. independence yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. And my daughter, she loved it you know. Yeah. She my daughter loved the fact not that she went to the store by herself. She loved the fact that my wife Trust trusted, trusted her, her enough <clears throat> to, you know. But my daughter's a little scared, too, you know. Uh, like I, Dude, I remember. I remember. What do you mean, scary? She's scared. Scared, okay. but not scary. Like she's, yeah. you know, she's a little bit, you know. Okay. Do she you, wants to do it, but she, she feels... A little reserved, that's it. Yeah. It's the nerves, you know. It's the first time. But I have, I have, I have, honestly, I know, I know this is going to sound very stupid and very, you know, parental or whatever, but I have a great kid. She's, I'm, yeah. we're, we're super lucky. Do you live like in a highly like 
uh, high volume traffic area? Like, where are you no, in Athens? No, no, we're, we live in Pevki, which is uh, in the northern suburbs, northern close suburbs. to Kifisia. Oh, okay. Uh, if anybody knows, uh, very green, very suburbia. Yeah. yeah, you know, no chaos, no like uh, downtown. Uh, no, 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 chaos. no, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> it's, it's 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 like living in Shamadi. <laughs> it's one yeah, of those yeah, things, you know, yeah, yeah. suburbia, you know. Yeah, okay, no, okay. It's which is it's a, it's a very nice area to raise a family. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm a I'm a city boy. I mean, I I mean, we grew up here in Montreal. I mean, mm. we like noise. I mean, I my first apartment, uh, second apartment, when I was living alone in Greece, um, <laughs> I lived right across the street. Like my my uh, my building's door was facing the entrance door of the movie theater. <laughs> Mm. That was across the street, All right. like a big complex, like like you know, one of these guzzo places, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the traffic was f- f- insane, and and you felt right at home. I felt fantastic. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it, it, the, the honking and the the braking yeah, yeah. would put me to sleep. Yeah, you know. I can relate to that because the, the like even here, like Brassard, it's too quiet for me. Uh, you know, look, it's the quietness. Gets me nervous. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like too much noise either. But I got, I gotta have the city effects. I gotta well, have, well, I gotta have. Well, the well, even me at home because it's it's very quiet in that area. Like at night, because I'm a little bit of a shitter. Your uh, studio, uh, your studio is in the same neighborhood. It's close by. Okay, okay, it's close by. Um, You're scared of the wind. No, no, no. I, at night, <laughs> I mean, uh, I have to have something uh, taking my attention off the quiet. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So I'll have the TV be playing in the background really low because especially because that house that we we live in, I mean, it's an old house. So you have a lot of house noises. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so so and, uh, what's funny was that when we first uh, lived in that house. Uh, Do you sleep with the light on? My wife, no. no. I have the TV on though. Um, <laughs> it's my light light. <laughs> my wife has this old vintage antique um, dining set, right? Like dining room, right? This is how haunting stories start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is how, this is how they begin. So at night, and especially in the winter, when like the, 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 like the temperature would change in the house because, you know, you have the, you have the, you know, the, yeah. the, the heating on yeah, and yeah, you have the, yeah. you know, you turn it off eventually. Creaks and... Yeah, the motherfucker would start creaking like crazy. <laughs> and then that would creak. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the refrigerator would start defrosting and I would hear these sounds <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on in here, you know? So I have the TV playing, you know, yeah. and it's funny that you mentioned this. Everything it's, sounds so much louder, though. Yeah, at night. When it, at night, when oh, for quiet, sure, you for know? sure. See, because look, we're, we're all born, raised in Park X. Like, I mean, we're we're used to the chaos. And when we got married with my wife, we were living like dead center downtown. Like, it doesn't get more downtown. And I loved it, man. It was the yeah. best. It was just chaos, traffic, the cars, the cheering, like the, the Bell Center was just a block away, so it was just chaotic. The Habs made the playoffs, so it was like we didn't sleep until one in the morning. And we moved here um, like about five, five and a half years ago, and we have that discussion probably once a month where I tell her, man, I miss downtown. Like I miss Montreal, you know what mm. I, mean? I, I mean? And especially when we drive through Montreal, I'm like, oh God. I you should it. get a Montreal downtown sound effects library. <laughs> Where you put on your stereo yeah. system at night? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The fire trucks, everything. <laughs> no, but it, that's that's who we are, man. It's uh, and you're right. It gets really not that it's boring over here. I love it because I could not uh, imagine a better place to raise the kids. Right, we're at a dead end street. There's a huge park, uh, green spaces. I mean, well, that's just it. If you were alone, 
But that's exactly what okay. kids need when they're on their devices all day. They, they need big parks. Right? That's what they need. They need the dead ends, the cul-de-sac, and, and the big parks. Yeah, but yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see how that... Uh, but at least for now, that there, there's no technology. I mean, you know, we, we take full advantage oh, of it. Oh, wait. Yeah, but... Ima- no, but can you imagine raising two kids in, in a condo complex, man, downtown? Like, you can't. No, uh, but you know what? My, my kid plays in the lane with another 55 kids. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, but it's different, man. Park X. Like he'll he'll yeah. go out in downtown the Montreal. You can't wait. I'm telling my kid go play on Peel Street. He could play with junkies. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. he could go find junkies and play with him. Peel and Saint Antoine, uh, Peel and Notre Dame. Go go play on the corner there. Daddy, I brought a friend with me. He's a homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know, you know, in your case, it's very different because you're actually raising your family in the house you grew in, up in. Yeah, absolutely. So you're 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 showing him everything you had. That's right. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like that happens very often in Greece as well, right? There's a lot of families that okay, have like, just built up, and the grandparents are there, and the kids are on floor number one, like, the daughter yeah, is floor yeah. number two. The house we live in, which is it's a, it's 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 a single family home, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's it's the same house my mother-in-law grew up in. Yeah. Oh, wow. so yeah, yeah, same yeah. Thing. It was my wife's grandmother's house. Wow. You know. You can so imagine back then. On, you know? Back then, it was probably like some cottage or country place or out, out in the woods <laughs> yeah well that area we live in actually uh was an a, a resting area for people that were sick and that needed fresh oxygen they take them there in that area so they can uh, <laughs> wow. so at yeah. night it's the ghosts of those people that you hear probably that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. Scare, scare i'm gonna get that show everyone. dead files to come to <laughs> come to my area and do a show radars <laughs> we sense paranormal activity so our next podcast will be where the Ghostbusters in Athens. <laughs> um, we're going to close it up, man. Um, it was very nice seeing yeah, you. You guys are boring, man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're old, man. we got to go to bed now. Uh, no, honestly. Um, I'm on a vacation, man. I don't know about you. Yeah, he's ready to go party. Chris is going to, where are you dropping him off? No, he doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't drink, man. No, it's done. I don't drink. I don't drink. I actually, it's, it's pretty funny. I go to the club and <laughs> have coffee. <laughs> Or Zizirella? No, Zizirella. Or Zizirella. Your stomach hurts. No, dude, honestly, it was it was amazing to see you. It was um, amazing to see you guys too. Say hi to everyone back there. <laughs> you're, you're all the people, people, all the people we don't know. All yeah. the people say we don't hi know. To them. Say hi. Good luck uh, with uh, with a new baby. We'll Thank say you. Hi, we'll say hi to Ligris. All right. Do you still see that kid? No, man, but I miss him. Fuck. Where I, is he? I man? don't see that guy, but I miss him. Where is he? He used to work at, at uh, Mythos. Uh, no, uh, oh, yeah, no, but he went after to um, uh, what's the other one on Park Avenue there? Filnos. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's the last time we're right. That's where I lost him last time. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember uh, what we were there for, but I want you guys to say hi to Andre Galazzi for me. We will. He won't be watching this podcast because he's completely clueless when it comes to social media he doesn't oh, really nah, he, he he doesn't care if there's one guy that doesn't give two shits it's, it's <laughs> good, for him, yeah. good for him yeah yeah he's probably the healthiest one from all of us yeah, yeah. yeah exactly uh a pleasure buddy thanks for the gifts thanks for coming by thank, thank you for having me uh we appreciate you coming man thanks a lot uh that's it folks um tune in next time we're gonna have uh i don't know if we're gonna have another guest we still don't know what we're doing we're taking this <laughs> one episode at a time um check us out on all the social media like subscribe comment and we'll see you on the next episode ciao chris will go draw some dicks man <laughs> <laughs>